Righto, trendsetters, rug up with us this winter. Next merch drop coming in hot. 14th of May, Tuesday, 6pm at alphablokes.com.au. We've got our two hoodie designs. These designs won't be coming back. We've got a light colour. We've got a dark colour. These things are unreal. We can't wait for you to start wearing them around the flats and rugging up next to the fire. 6pm, Tuesday, 14th of May. Don't miss out. Cure them what you want, knee knockers, golden nuggets, thigh slappers. But our friends at Manscapes refer to them as the boys. Not every man has children, but every man is responsible for their two boys below the waist. When your little guys have more hair than they need, trust Manscaped for all your grooming dreams. Boys need love too, so join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and using the code ALPHABLOKES for 20% off plus free shipping. You heard it here first. The boys are back in town. Every man knows how scary it can get when you're going for the close shave below the waist. That's why I trust Manscaped for all my sensitive areas. Introducing the Lawnmower family, including the Lawnmower Pro 3.0 Plus and the 4.0 Pro and the 5.0 Ultra. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. For the best your boys have ever looked, trust Manscaped. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologise to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f*** he wants. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Alpha Blokes Podcast. I'm Tommy, sitting here with Cam, and we're here to give the everyday battler a voice and to delete head noise one laugh at a time. Before we stick into today, let's crack into a better beer. It's nice and hot, perfect time to start sinking a few of these. So cheers, lads. Perfect weather for it. And uh, we should introduce today's guest, Jack Lawrence. He's um, got a little story to tell of his entry today into the big Gladstone, Central Queensland. How are you, brother? Good, boys. Good. It was yeah. It was an interesting start to to my morning. Uh, got got to the airport. I think it was like five to five to fucking twelve. It was hot. Stood out the front, went for a cab, and I listened to your episode the other day about how great cabs are. Around this area, <laughs> stood there for about twenty-five minutes. And went, nah, there's just there's not one turning up. So, I decided to walk from the airport to my uh, accommodation. Yeah, if if people don't know how much, <laughs> actually, Quinn, right in. Can you Google um, Air- Gladstone Airport to fucking um, Oaks Gladstone? What are you guessing? It was? I, th- I think I know what it is. So, I oh, do you? Yeah. Oh well, it saves him googling. What was it? Is it ten k? Six k. Six k. It's Fuck. not that. It feels like ten k. Promise that's you. That's like the weather thing. When <laughs> I first looked at it, I said to my missus because I like running, and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll save this a bit of coin because I'm not earning it at the moment. <laughs> I said I'll just fucking run when I get there. I'll run to that. She's like, you're mental. I said, no, no. She's like, she's like, it's gonna be so fucking hot. You are not running. I said, I'll be fine. Nah, I would have died. Yeah, yeah. man. I'd nearly I, died walking. I would yeah. have said that that was – I was I, I was cracking. I thought that would be about eight. <laughs> no, it's like 6K. That's why I thought, oh, this would be all right. But yeah. it's, there's a lot of hills around here. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely this side of town. Yeah. Anyway, but, yeah, so 131008, I think the number is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll put it in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, nah. We've got one Uber in town apparently. Mm. But, mate, yeah, I thanks tried that. For... It was just driving past me as I was going down because I got to a point where I'm walking past the highway. Yeah. And I thought, fuck, I'll look at Uber. 
And this little one car just drove past and, it, and that was it, gone. That was the only one. Go on. So well, you definitely just, got to see a bit of Gladstone. No, mate. it was beautiful. Yeah. Stunning part of the <laughs> world. Was like, my eyes were stinging from the sweat. The worst yeah. part was you didn't even get to see the good part against the water. You were just in the guts. Yeah, no. Just there was a, through the heat. Going through some really weird tunnels and shit. And, yeah, it was great. Was, Unreal. But, mate, Police Creek. Oh. Honestly, thanks for making the effort to um, to come to us sort oh, of thing. You're really kidding really me. Long time listener, first time visitor, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to go. be here. That'll fire on, mate. Up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, um, mate, a bit of an intro into yourself. Like, mm. did you have a big, like, career in the radio game and stuff like oh, that I don't and then get it, into podcasts? I don't or think you call it big. I mean, I, I, did, I spent 14 years on the radio. Yep. Um, I worked in some pretty big shows. Like, I worked with Dave Hughes and um, Kate Langbrook on, a, on, a, on their drive show. Um, so I did that for a long time. Yep. Um, I finished up in Sydney doing the Today FM Breakfast show in Sydney. Yeah, oh, nice. um, So, But I worked as, like, what you call an anchor. Which is yep. just fucking sitting behind the desk pushing the buttons and saying, Oh, this is the fucking weather. Toast the time. Like Quinn. Yeah, like Quinn. Yeah. Just, yeah, you know, nice. sitting there pushing the buttons, controlling everything. And then, um, yeah, so after 14 years, um, Mrs. said, I'm sick of moving around because you move around a lot doing Oh, radio. yeah, different gigs. Different that? gigs, different towns, cities and stuff. So we've done Adelaide, Sydney, Melbourne. Uh, and then we're in Sydney. And, and I just wasn't fucking really happy. Yeah. Um, and she goes, Well, let's just go back to the Gold Coast where we're sort of both originally from, really. Uh, and there was a job there going at a station there. So I thought, oh, fuck it, we'll go back up there. And then, yeah, I did six months in that job. And you talk about clearing head noise. That fucking job fucked my head up. Yeah, right. It was just horrendous. Uh, yeah. And then the podcast kind of just happened. Um, and, yeah, just decided to give it a crack and quit yeah. the radio. And here we that's, are. That's awesome. How did, how did it come into your head? Like, when did how did it pop it, in to go, right, fuck this, I'm going to give a podcast again? Well, it was, it was kind of, I, was all, I was doing the podcast. I was sort of building the podcast while doing the radio job. Yeah. Very nice. Um, but it, the podcast I do, it's it's real fucking, it's real labour intensive. Like, yeah. I, I, there's a lot of, like, I do narration and fucking, yeah. you know, like, well, so, so it was, I was getting up at four o'clock in the morning to interview the, the people I talked to because yep. they're in the States. Um, and then I'd work until I had to get the kids off to, to daycare and then I'd go to work and then mm. come home and then work on the podcast once the kid gone to bed. And then, so, and it was just, it was just too much. So I was like, so my, my, my wife said, just fucking just, Quit your job, give this yep. a crack and see what happens. No, oh, good on you, mate. Fucking kudos, so, kudos to you. And to celebrate that, you brought a, uh, uh, yeah. brought a good segue into brought a bottle um, up. I'll let Quinn pronounce it for all the connoisseurs. Go for it, Quinn. <laughs> what did he bring, mate? What do we got here? Glen Meringue. <laughs> yep. Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, brewed yep. in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite type of Scotch whiskey, yeah, the one that's from yeah, New Zealand. Yeah. It's a nice one from Germany, but this one's one of my favourites. Yeah. I'll fucking fire a few of them up. So, yeah, Quinn, if you can. Uh... Sure can. 200 years old, this thing's been brewing. <laughs> brewing, too. Yeah. Uh, cheers, mate. When did you go full time with this? When? Uh, uh, so, September 20. Yeah, right. Yep. Uh, actually, was it September? It's something. Anyway, September, some, sometime around September. Yep. So, you've so, been in the podcast game, long, well, long time now. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've always done, like, worked in podcasting, like, in certain ways. Not my own. Like, I had a podcast year, years ago, like a comedy podcast, because I used to do stand-up. Yep. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, so I did a comedy podcast for a while, mm. um, but I never really took it seriously. It was just something I did on the side. Yeah, so yeah. So this is the first one that I've kind of gone, I'm going to take this fucking serious. Yeah. Because I, I started telling people work uh, at work about the stories that I was hearing. Yeah. And all that, that I was putting together, because kind of, I was like, oh, there's an idea here, and I'll yep. start building it and see what happens. And I was telling the people at work about it, and they were like, every dad come in fuck tell us more like what, yeah. what's happened this time so I'm like okay there's there's definitely something here for sure it's probably a good way now too <coughs> to, to 
tell us what like well, what your podcast say is. People yeah. are probably thinking, what the <laughs> fuck is it? But yeah, like tell us about yeah. what your show is, mate. So it's, it's called uh, One Minute Remaining: Stories from the Inmates. Yeah. Um, so I interview um, men and women who are incarcerated in prison in the U- in the US. Yeah. Um, like stack of you know for a range of different crimes, we've got you know people from simple sort of robberies and burglaries all the way up to to murder. Yeah. Um, I speak to the lady who was the youngest woman on death row in Florida. Yeah. Um, Actually, I think I'll, I think I'll listen to those episodes. Oh, yeah. Is there still one to come yeah, out? Yeah, there's another yeah. one coming out. On, yeah, that's on interesting. Tuesday. That was a good listen. Yeah. yeah so she she um she was uh, accused and then later found guilty of mur- uh, kidnap and murder yep. of um, a bloke she was seeing like his his missus. Yeah. Um, but she says she she didn't do it. She said yeah. she's innocent. Yeah. Um, a number of the people I talk to say they're innocent. Yeah. I'm not here to to say whether they're or they are or not. Like that, what I say is like I I'm not here to try and prove them innocent or guilty. Like I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to find clues as to their innocence or anything like that. Like yeah. I do investigations into stuff, but I'm not trying to find out if they're innocent or if they're actually guilty. Yeah, so you're um, just here to sort of hear their just let them tell their story. Yeah, because yeah, the what voice I, from them. Yeah, well, what I what I found was like because a lot of the cases I deal with are quite high profile in the states, mm. and the US journalists are like pretty hardcore, and they'll interview them and just go, "Oh, so did you do it?" And they're like, "No." Oh, come on, tell me you did it. You know, you, you did it. Don't know. And they're yeah. really aggressive. And then all the media is so skewed towards the fact that they're just guilty. Mm, yeah. um, even during their trials and stuff when they haven't been found guilty, like it's all skewed towards their guilt. Yep. So it was kind of the idea was to give them a voice. Yeah, yeah. To tell their story. Yep. I mean, whether it's fucking true or not, I'm, who knows? But and, I'm letting them tell their and story. And, mate, honestly, as far as I'm concerned, even when it comes to these serial killers and stuff like that, I find it fucking interesting to hear from the person themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. actually go, fuck yeah, you listen to them, you know, talking and shit like that. And, like, the true crime game, it's massive, man. Like, as in, I, I get into it as well when I have time. There's a lot of hours in a day and we yeah. used to drive a lot. So listen to a lot of true crime stuff about the serial killers and different stories and stuff like that, and it's fucking fascinating. But how long has it been around, mate, the true crime actually – like I think what well, I was, I mean the the podcast side of things. Like I think I think from what I from my readings, like back in the sixties when when it sort of first like when people were writing books about it, so yeah, writing right. sort of books about it in about the sixties. But podcasting wise, I think it really took off. With have you guys heard heard the podcast Serial? Yeah, yep. So I with was, I think guy, I've seen a it, guy right? called Adnan Saeed. Uh, yeah. So he was um, in prison for a murder. He's actually just recently been released, based off this fucking podcast. Oh, right. other information that yep. they didn't know about before, DNA evidence. But that's really when it, like, took – like, that's just still the number one yeah. true crime podcast. But that really kicked off that whole genre of podcasting. Yeah, man. Uh, and it just exploded. So, I mean, you I mean you know, you look at – there's a whole – you just look at the, the true crime you know, category and there's just shitloads of one that One that sticks in my mind and I go back to the here and the actual person is the Daniel Morecambe and Case Files. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you actually hear him admit to it, like yeah. the actual voice, and I'm just like, holy fuck, that's crazy hearing that. You yeah, know oh, I mean? ta- and all the build up, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, I and that's what I love about like uh, that's what I try and do, especially with ours as well. Is find those because I love watching the, the um, interrogations they do as well. Like, yeah, I find yeah. that fucking fascinating. Yeah. Um. So I put those all through the podcast as well. But yeah, it's it's a huge, but it's huge with the ladies. Yeah, well, that's what you, I was about to the say. Ladies like, love, bro. They <laughs> love it. murder. What's going on? Let's <laughs> cheers to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. Your, your whiskey's over the oh, back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cheers to murder. Cheers and, to um, the two hundred year old New Zealand brood. Yeah, nice. You definitely alcohol. Yeah, that's right. That's good. That would have dropped, Buster. I was going to say, Buster be saying that's a lot of fluid. Yeah, yeah. 
Ah, oh, too easy. Um, but yes, the ladies, yeah, love true crime. Actually, I did some. They've done some studies on why women love true crime, mm. and there's a whole different like. There's a whole different. People think different things, but like one version was that um, women are more just more empathetic than men in general. Yeah. So they, they empathise more with the victims and shit like that. Mm. So they, that's why they enjoy it. Um, there was another person who said, "Oh, it, it's kind of like they they said they said it was kind of, kind of like training for women. Like as in they could see that happening to them, so they're learning oh, like how yeah. not how to avoid these situations." Yeah, I don't like, know. It's but like it's even to a, a <laughs> way smaller degree and less hectic. When the chicks always go for the blokes that treat them like shit. Oh. Is it something, do you reckon there's a link there? Because, like, even, you know, what chicks are like growing up, you're the nice oh, the guy, very, like, yeah, that's right, the bad boy, yeah. like the, you know, the Ted Bundy, the, the you know. <laughs> that bad. <laughs> <laughs> there's bad boys and then there's Ted Bundy. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like, you get into some of these some of these blokes and, like, you, you read about it and you watch documentaries and shit and they get, like, letters Oh. letters in jail. Fan about mail. Yeah, fan mail. All the relationships. Yeah. Like girls going to get a relationship with someone that's in jail. Oh, I was watching a, a documentary not that long about uh, blokes on um, de- on death row. And there's a guy, I don't know what he's done, some fucking horrendous crime, like murder mm. and everything. And he had a fiancé who saw a documentary about him on the outside and they started communicating and then they ended up getting getting hit, like getting engaged. Fucking hell. I'm like, but and he's never getting out and I'm just like, it's so fucking bizarre. Yeah, that's right. It's pointless. Just though. goes to show there's someone for everyone, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so if you think you're struggling, fucking <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll be right. She Please don't just... go murder anyone to get a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She must have like a weird fetish or something. Like, yeah, that's why she's like, I can't get to him, but. It has to be the, the weird fucking. Would they let him have a day together? Or like a. Con- con- what is it? Con- conjugal, vi- conjugal visits. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't think I don't think death row mates get conjugal <laughs> visits nah. through the actually, bars. Nah. Well, actually, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I was talking to Amelia Carza, the one that was on death row. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, "Oh, they they say it's twenty three hours, um, in, locked in, and they get an hour a day to out." Oh, yeah. But she goes, "It just doesn't happen." She goes, "You're lucky to get an hour a week out of the out of the cell." Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I suppose so. not. The um, prisoners' union isn't really enforcing those hours, or what? I don't think. I don't think it's <laughs> high on their list of priorities. Yeah. Um. But yeah, because I mean the. The conditions in prison, as you can imagine, aren't, you know. I mean, it's not a fucking, it's not supposed to be a holiday camp. No, that's right. Um, but Amelia called me the other day, actually, and she was fucking, like, super depressed and she was just telling me about because they're in a an open dorm situation. Yeah. So they don't have a cell. They're in bunks mm. in just a big, like, fucking warehouse. Oh, really? So some of the people I talk to are in cells. Others are uh, are just in these open because they got so many fucking people in there. Like yeah, oh, right. they just don't have the space. They've just literally had to take just with one stainless shitter in the corner. <laughs> literally, like it's just anyway. So she's saying because you know they, she says do you have a couple of people mucking up and stuff, and then the, yeah. the prison officers will just flick on the lights at like two o'clock in the morning. So everyone's then awake, and yeah, then they're yeah. shouting and carrying on. Oh. And, so it's just like, yeah, I don't think the conditions, there's, there's no union for them in there. No. To, <laughs> but, mate, it's the little things for me. Like I couldn't even imagine being in just a little cell with another bloke in that small proximity and having to blow me back out beside him. Like how weird, yeah, would that, yeah, yeah. how weird would that be? A stainless shitter in the corner, sorry, brother. <laughs> <laughs> like, just fucking or like hell. having a pole pull to the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, oh. there, I, there's one bloke I speak to, Anthony Duke. 
Uh, he's great. I, I love Anthony Duke. He's, his yeah. episode's coming out next. Yeah, yeah. He's just a, like so that's the thing. I, I talk to these blokes and I and I actually like I really like them. Yeah, yep. like he's in for murder, but he he again didn't do it. Although the, his story, I do stay on the fence with a lot of these stories. But there's some weird shit going on with his story. Yeah, like I've dug into. He's given me a few names of people to contact, and I spoke to a guy. I was talking to actually this morning. He's an ex-law um, enforcement guy. Yeah. Um, he won't, but he won't come on the podcast and talk to me. Yeah. Because he goes, I've still got to live in this town. Yeah. He goes, and I gave him some list of names of detectives, and he goes, yeah, fucking dodgy, yeah, corrupt as, and just so there's all the people that are involved in Anthony's mm. conviction, uh. <laughs> like the, the defect detective that found these gun um, casings, found him in his backyard. Just apparently just picks him up with his hand, walks in the house and is like, oh, are these yours? Yeah. And he's like, no. And he goes, oh, okay, puts them in his pocket. And they become like one of the main bits of evidence in a murder trial. I'm like, the so, fucking guy just picks him up with his hand. <laughs> like, this ain't CSI. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just fucking picked him up, put him in his pocket. So, so to get into like what you're doing a bit further, what – Makes you target a case to talk about. Is it? Is there something that has a little bit of like um, this could be either way? Like, would you ever talk to just some hardcore mad cunt yeah. who's definitely killed someone and they're admitting to it, or are you trying to I'll, see the? No, no, I'm having to talk to anyone. Yeah, in my opinion, like, because I, I thought about a podcast a while ago, like just literally, and I think someone actually has done it. Um, but just because I'm a big believer, everyone's got a fucking story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everyone. So I was like, you could literally just set up a podcast in the street and grab a random and just start talking to them. Yeah. Mm. So with me. With that philosophy of everyone's got a story, people in prison have definitely got a fucking story. Yeah. Um, so I'll talk to I, – I, I'm not – I like I, – I was talking to a, um, a private investigator the other day who deals a lot with wrongful convictions. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, I, I don't start dealing with them until I'm sure that they're – you know, something's wrong. Yeah, know? yeah. Something's Whereas wrong. I'm like, I'm like, nah, I don't it's mind. It's more of a story, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, that's it. I'm, I'm happy to talk to and it's And a lot of people have said to me, oh, what about, you know, the, the victims and stuff like that? And I'm like, like, and I'm like, 100%, like, if, yeah. uh, you know. You're I not feel, celebrating I'm not it. celebrating it. I'm letting them tell a story. Yeah. They're not making any fucking money out of it. Mm, like, yeah. it's, uh, I'm just letting them tell a story. It's an interesting story. They've also, I, we don't just talk about crimes. I talk about their backgrounds as well. Yeah, so like we talk that, about their Amelia, up- yeah. her upbringing, like, oh, I suppose, right. and that's, that's something that I've noticed in a lot of other true crime ones as well is fucking 90-something percent of them grew up in an abusive, like, crazy upbringing and you can't you can't say that, that has nothing to do with it, right? Like Her, it? Hers is neck level. Yeah, like, that was pretty wild. Fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, literally most of the ones I talk to, there's a couple that had okay upbringings, but yeah. most of the ones I talk to, something traumatic happened in their lives mm. before they went down these paths. Yeah. It's fucking and like before we get too far into um, what else you've been got like got going on and who you've been talking to, man. I've got a couple of clips here while we're talking about these mad units <laughs> and a couple of the most notorious motherfuckers. Like yeah, yeah. probably the most relevant one right now, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Like, I, have you watched his Netflix? No, my thing? missus. I, I I I'm more of the. I want to watch the actual shows where these people are in it, like the yeah the, the, yeah. the, the made up ones. I don't. My, but my wife sat and watched the whole thing. She. Well, because yeah, because I I think because I listened to his the podcast about him, probably yeah, yeah. three different podcasts talking about Dharma. Yeah, so yeah, I already I'm knew the, yeah. the same. I think or, case files years ago. Yeah, listen to case files, true crime all the time was another one. I think there was another couple on him, and I'm like, I already knew he was a psycho. So mm. when I saw it was the thing coming out, I'm like, holy fuck, this will be loose if it's actually what it is. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and I just thought 
we'd get um share a few stats if people didn't know about Dharma. And then I've actually got a little clip of the actual Jeffrey Dharma talking before he was killed in prison. But um so some of his stats between the years of nineteen seventy eight and nineteen ninety one, Dharma murdered seventeen males in truly horrific fashion. Rape, dismemberment, necrophilia and cannibalism were all parts of his what he was fucking getting up to. Nice guy. Yeah, so I'm busy. Yeah, so I've got a, I think I've got about a four and a, four and a half minute clip here of of him getting interviewed and just fucking having a, um, yeah, opening up. So I've got this. I had uh, these obsessive uh, desires and and uh, thoughts, wanting to control them. To uh, I don't know how to put it, uh, possess them permanently. And that's why you killed them. Right, right. Not because I was angry with them, not because I hated them, but because I wanted to keep them with me. And uh, as my obsession grew, uh, I was saving body parts such as uh, skulls and uh, skeletons. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight uh, when you uh, depersonalize another person and view them as just an object, uh, an object for pleasure instead of a, a living, breathing human being, uh, it, it seems to make it easier to uh, do things you shouldn't do. Go to the nightclubs, uh, drink, watch the, uh, the strip tea shows, and uh, if I didn't meet anyone at the bars, I'd... Uh, go to the bath clubs and uh, meet, meet someone there, offer them money, and we'd go back to the apartment, um, have a few drinks. I'd have the, uh, the uh, sleeping pill mixture already prepared. person would drink it, fall asleep, and uh, that's when they would be strangled. started having these obsessive thoughts uh, when I was about uh, 15 and 16, and they got worse and worse. What were your fantasies about? Uh, they were sexual fantasies of control, power, uh, complete dominance. Uh, they became reality. Was there pleasure in that fantasy? There was excitement, uh, fear, pleasure all mixed together. Branching out, that's when the cannibalism started, eating of the heart and uh, the arm muscle. It was a way of uh, making me feel that uh, they were a part of me. It, it, for, at first it was just curiosity, and then it became compulsive. Then I tried to uh, keep the person alive by inducing a zombie-like state. Um, by uh, injecting uh, first uh, dilute acid solution into their brain or uh, hot water and uh, it never did completely work I don't know what started it and uh, the person to blame is sitting right across from you that's the only person not uh, parents, not society, not pornography I mean those are just excuses kept the uh, the mummified uh, head and skull of one of the victims in uh, a, a carrying case in my locker at work. 
that's how strong the compulsion was. That's how bizarre the, the desire was. I wanted to keep something of, of the person with me. What a fucking weapon. <laughs> that is just, isn't that terrifying? It God. is, mate. It's just fucking terrifying. Like, in the, and that's that's listening to him there. Imagine that lady, sitting like, she's listening him. opposite, yeah. sitting opposite him, looking, I reckon being in the presence of someone that you know has committed those sort of crimes, it sh- it'd be like, you know, it'd be I, a bit fucking wild. I'm trying to get, on, I'm trying to get onto my show, the guy, speaking of, you know, people, would you talk to innocent people? This guy's definitely innocent. The, the guy that killed him in prison. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, fucking uh, Christopher Scarzar, I think he's Scarzar. Yeah, he's, he's still yeah. he's still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I found him in prison, and I sent him. I've sent him one uh, about two, uh, two or three messages now. Yeah, tell him we'll send him a hat. Yeah. <laughs> Had a case of better beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm trying to get on to him because I want. I'd love to get him on because he didn't just kill. He killed another dude as well at the same time. He killed two of them. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Dharma that being was... one of them, and then this other dude um, in the prison. <laughs> in the prison, like, um, what's it? Uh, uh, gym. Yeah. Why they have gyms in prisons? Oh, I mean, right. it's asking for trouble. I mean, Carl fucking Williams came a cropper in the body, the, the gymnasium of yeah. prison. So, I mean. It's probably just a bit of natural selection. And every prison movie's got someone fucking them up with yeah, a Yeah, getting a, a plate, plate. <laughs> and just smashing them on the head or yeah. choking them with a barbell. Uh, old Bell Bell movies, there was heaps of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah so he'd be fascinating to get that guy on who, who, mm. who killed Dharma. 100%. And, like, similar, similar vibe to that to actually hear – because that generates so much interest, right? Like, as in that Dharma thing has gone crazy. Yeah, oh, totally. Imagine if you could get that bloke on just the interest in people hearing his version. Yeah, well, I mean, mean look, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I did think about, you know, I was thinking about the listens. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I was, I was trying to capitalise on his uh, Netflix fame, but, but, um, I mean, but it still would whole, be fascinating to hear. But that's the whole yes. point, isn't yeah, it? Like, yeah, totally. The more listens, that means it's the most like, most interesting. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and I just think I think that would be a really interesting to to hear because he would have because I think they I think he said he killed him because he was just a pain in the ass in jail. Yeah, right. Like it was just it was just a uh, yeah. Well, like obviously the movies and getting baptized and stuff like that before his death and then obviously yeah. they would have. Favoured him a bit. Like there's mayo, there's mayo, there'd be mayo all well, over that, that Netflix. Movie, yeah. Oh, so, 100%. So, 100%. so I sort of try and keep it to what I've heard yeah. rather yeah. than that. Because you know when like, they say based on a true story, like they, you know, most oh, of those they movies, they just Netflix. really... Yeah, well, it's a fucking, it. it's a series, right? you yeah. got to make it entertaining. So yeah. obviously you don't know what's true in there, but um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. But yeah, he fucking deserves everything he got. Oh, Dharma. Oh, like, yeah. fuck me, man. It's, it was sickening, some ah. of the shit that – like having human heads and that in his fridge, <laughs> a, a mummified head in his locker at work. Imagine that, trying to fuck <laughs> with old mate's toolbox. There's a head in there. Yeah, <laughs> trying to borrow a screwdriver. To go, what the fuck yeah, is that? What the fuck's going We're on going here? going in there again. What are you doing, Jeff, you mad cunt? <laughs> <laughs> you got a fucking head in here, bruss. <laughs> don't piss Jeff off yeah. at lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, that's don't right. steal his fucking Chico roll. At the chocolate factory I think he was working at. Oh yeah, there but, must yeah. be a whole um, like you with your podcast. There's a lot of work that goes involved, like trying to get all those people to interview. Yeah, well, how did you be. start? Like trying to get into that. Well, like, the funny thing was, like the first the the, the OG, as I call it, um, Derice Moore, who's episode one. <clears throat> so when I was working with Husey and Kate on their drive show, part of my job was also to research for stories and shit for us to talk about. Yeah, mm. and there was a massive lottery win. Years ago in Australia, and it was there was a news article about it. And within that news article was a, uh, this thing about the lottery curse. 
mm. about how people who win big in the lottery after 12 months, most of them are broke, no friends, no family, all that sort of shit. Yeah. So actually my, <clears throat> my original idea was to do a podcast on the lottery and this lottery curse. Yep, so yep. I spent four years fucking researching for this podcast, finding stories and stuff like that. And one of those stories with Doris Moore. So she <clears throat> was arrested, tried and convicted for the murder of a guy called Abraham Lee Shakespeare who won $17 million in the US lottery. Mm. And he was killed and they essentially they, – she was arrested for it. Um, for they said that she was trying to steal his money. She'd always maintained her innocence and that there was other shit going on behind the scenes, like yep. drug dealers and corrupt cops and all this sort of stuff. So it was a fascinating story. So I saw that and I was like, well, we're nowhere going to do that on the radio. It's just too hectic. Yeah. So I thought, but I, I could do that in a podcast. So I just wrote her a letter, like fucking pen to paper, old school, just posted it off and said, love, I'd love to talk to you and tell your story. Yeah. Eventually after a few years, like of backward and forward – talking um we just organized a phone call and started i just started recording the calls we just started chatting backward and forward mm. and it was such a confusing fucking story and it was so convoluted and i was just like i'm just sitting there going how am i gonna make any sense of this and then she goes oh do you want to talk to my lawyer <clears throat> and i was like yes that'll, yeah. that'll help because they'll have at least you know they'll be able to talk a bit more so because she would go off on tangents and stuff yeah, like that yeah. and i was trying to It'd stick to the facts yeah i just i was like lawyer will be like straight down the line so yeah great give me the give me the number and i'll i'll hook it up she goes oh no no i can organize it from here i was like okay mm. great because yes yeah, she's in prison with me <laughs> i went well wow. now i've got to fucking talk to this person <laughs> <laughs> so then this kimberly boone gets on the phone with me and we start talking about the fact that she's a prison law clerk mm. and there's heaps of them in prison they help other prisoners with their cases and uh i said oh so what are you in for? Tells me her story. She was arrested for attempted murder on her husband after shooting him. But while while arrested for that was then also charged with attempted murder on him from a, a house fire that happened four months previous. She gets off the shooting. Like they found her not guilty in the shooting but then found her guilty of the arson and the attempted murder on that. And then she goes to prison. There was all dodgy story there. So I was like, well, now I need to tell your fucking story because this is uh, nuts. Yeah. So I recorded with her and then Doris said to me, oh, do you want anyone else? So I was like, yeah. well, yeah, who else you got for me? So then she got me Emily Cart. So then she acted as my kind of in-prison producer and she's yeah, walking yeah. through the prison like finding stories for me. So yep. it just kept building and building and building. And then I put some videos on TikTok and then I started getting contacted by people on TikTok whose relatives were in prison. Yep. Yeah. Um, so there's another guy I talk about, David Talley, who got a 100-year sentence. His son saw my TikToks, yep. sent me a message saying, oh, would you tell my dad's story? Yep. And it just it's just snowballed since then. And then there's a, a lady who contacted me as well. Her, her boyfriend just got 30 years. He was one of the heads of the Crips. Yeah, right. Um, yep. He's just got 30 years. Oh, she's like, oh, can you tell his story? So he's just literally just snowballed. Yeah. What's, just your, what's your socials, mate, quickly before I forget? Give him a bit of a plug. Uh, I actually don't have one for the podcast. So you just, just use my personal, um, JK's, uh, JK yeah, on the radio. Yeah, we'll um, but, but Yeah, JK on the radio on Instagram. Yeah. Um, but uh, and on TikTok. Actually, I think it's one minute running on TikTok. I don't, I'm so bad with social media. That's all right. Have a look, mate. Um, well, yeah, people can well. fucking check it out. Um but while you, while you're looking, yeah, I think you, you do a good job, like because obviously they they wouldn't be used to that platform or what they should say and that. So I think you do a good job in cropping the right amount of them waffling, and then you stopping and talking some facts and that and where you are in the story. And that's the thing, and that because because of the idea because I hadn't because it kind of just happened this podcast. Mm. 
and I was the Doris Moore story because it was so confusing. I'm like, I, I'm listening. I'm, I'm sitting through the calls and I'm getting lost. And I'm just like, I find myself like looking around the room because I'm just so like, I'm like, well, no one's going to listen to this because it's just too confusing. So that's when I started. Okay, well, I need to get in and explain it so that I don't have to go back and listen. Yeah. Um, and we t- like because we only get half an hour on the phone before they get cut off. Oh. So right. we get half an hour cut off, and then so we it, the the conversations happen over weeks and weeks and weeks um, of talking. Um, so yeah, so then I go back and then I have to do research and find news articles and that sort of stuff. Fucking a lot of work for you, mate. That's what I was just thinking. That's labor intensive, ads. Uh, yeah. It is so intense. Because yeah. <laughs> then people say to me, "Can we have more than one episode a week?" Fuck, I don't want to wait a week. I'm like. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you'll be getting yeah, a quarter yeah, of the episode yeah, a week. You can't. I said, <laughs> and I just said, like, I'm literally one, but I have a, a, an audio whiz, Dom, shout out Dom, um, who helps me, you know, finesse it and make it sound yeah. you know, schmick. Um, but other than that, it's just just me doing it. So, yeah, man, like, I'd, you know, when I, when people say, can we have more than a one a week, I'm like, fuck, no. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's have just any not, of the prisons ever flagged you for, like, calling up, like, being no. a call-off for the whole? I, th- I Like, I, it is a pain in the ass. Like, you, like there's certain prisons that don't allow international call. I had to buy a US number and stuff like this. And yeah. it's, it's real fucking pain in the ass sometimes. But I'm actually surprised how much freedom these guys have. Like, I've, I've had messages that I've sent them flagged. Like I, I yep. we send email yeah, yeah. to each other, um, but uh, but other than that, no, they're they're pretty free to just like there's certain things that they won't say on the phones, obviously because yeah. it's monitored. Um, and then there's one guy that I talked to who's got his own mobile phone, so he just calls me whenever the fuck he wants. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy. What is he at the veggie farm or he, something? He messaged me on he messaged me on Facebook one day. I'm sitting at I'm sitting at home just watching the TV with the kids, and the the Facebook go pings, and I just saw this message, and it just said, uh, "Hi, Jack." And I thought it was a scam or something, so I just yeah. sent a thumbs up. And he goes, oh, my name's Rio. I'm in prison in fucking Florida and, you know, I'd love to chat with you. I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway, he just rings me on the phone and he's like, yeah, no, I um, I got a phone snuck in by a prison officer in 2005. They've got Wi-Fi, their own Wi-Fi dongle that they fucking all oh, hook great. up to. Holy he's on jet. He he's, I said, well, so what phone have you got? He goes, oh, I got an Android. I was like, oh, I'm more of an iPhone man myself, like yeah. just joking. He goes, yeah, no, I had one of those. I didn't like it. Fuck <laughs> me. Yeah, so they got, they got phones and Wi-Fi, geez, that'd be a sticky prison. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it fucking yeah, hell? Yeah, Can you imagine that. you talking about the van? It's bad enough out the work turns. camp at fucking, old, um, yeah, the seven on, let alone in jail. Well, I, um, uh, one of Cass's family members is up in Ekna and um, they'll listen to the pod. Oh, were they? Up, up in prison here in Rocky. Shout out oh, to really? the boys. Yeah, yeah Good yeah. shit. Have <laughs> 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 so you listening, boys? Mm. Yeah, well, you yeah. say that it was funny because I, I went on to promote this show, went on um, Sky News um, mm. with uh, on Erin Mullen, who's a friend of mine. She got me on her show. Yeah. And I, I did the show and then literally the next day I got an email from a bloke who said, oh, my brother who's in jail for murder, um, he, he was watching you on the TV the other day, I'm like, oh, yeah. He goes, yeah. He said, Can, would you do an interview with him? I was like, sure. Um, but the trouble is um, Australian prisons will not let prisoners talk. No, right. Hey, that was another yeah. question yeah, I was going to ask get, you. Get, why America? I get it all the time. I, we, you ever talk to Australian prisons? And I would love to. But I can mm. actually get, like, arrested, like, charged yeah, right. if I talk to a prisoner. The other thing is, too, here. we're a very long way away from America. So you sort oh. of talking to these uh not having uh, relationships and they get out. And not just that, against the law enforcement fucking up and mm-hmm. wrongly doing them, you're not going to get snipered because no one can shoot overseas. Well, I mean, I was a little <clears> – <throat> the Doris Moore story involves drug dealers and corrupt cops and I'm like, 
<laughs> and part of me was like, Fuck, I wonder if they'd ever find me. I'm like, because yeah, yeah. like it's, and she sent because she she sent me these audio recordings that she made. She made secret tapes yeah. that no one's ever heard before. Yeah, of two there's, in these tapes, there's two drug dealers talking about how she, that she'll get killed if yeah. she does not leave a certain guy's name out of the conversation. There's audio recording of corrupt cops. It's like no, nah, like it was opened by Australian Border Force. It took a while to get here because they opened it up because it says yeah. on a correctional facility. But she sent me all this shit and I'm sitting there watching this stuff. Like my mind is blown. Like I'm like, what the fuck? So keep, and, keep a lookout for the tap doctor van just sitting yeah, fucking yeah, 20 yeah. metres. Just uh, sitting for a long time. <laughs> What's that, going on? That is loose. Like yeah. getting that sent that, mate. It's, oh, it came man. in the mail. I, was, I, I, got it sent, I got it sent when I was still working at the radio station on the Gold Coast. I got it sent there. Mm. Like, I'm not getting it sent to my house. And the receptionist called me. She goes, what the fuck have you had sent to you? I said, why? why? She goes, I've got an envelope here. It says it's been opened by Australian Border Force and it's from prison. I was like, oh, yeah, that'll be the videos for the murder case. <laughs> so, yeah. so I was just looking at it. It's just wild. That like, makes just... so much more sense, though, while you're doing the US. Yeah, yeah, story. totally, yeah. So it's, it's so much easier to do. You're not about. even allowed to go to an Australian prison. No. You, like you yourself take your gear. Yeah, you have to get approval from, like, the top. Top. Yeah, right. From the, and and yeah, they state right. that they will not – if it's anything other to – if it's anything that will paint the system in a bad light, Yeah, it's no. Yeah, right. If it's to paint, you know, if it's to investigate someone's potential innocence, it's a no. Right, and the, the, they, our prisons here won't even give, I think it's in Queensland and maybe New South Wales as well, won't give the UN full access to their prisons for yeah. like their checks that they do, you know, yeah, for right. human rights shit. But it, it actually did surprise <laughs> me though that like talking to those people who have been like charged with a certain thing, mm. I think it's fucking cool being able to hear their story, but in the same time I'm thinking, <clears throat> holy fuck, would they be getting the shits? Like as in the – I know. You know the, well, I thought the, the same. Because the many times that I've, I've had – like I've logged onto the system that I use and I've had an issue and I'm like, oh, hold on, are they, are they blocking me out of this? Yeah. <clears throat> and it turns out, no, it was just a shit issue. Oh, um, but, yeah, it's like this, I've got you – know, one lady was sitting on the phone to me the other day and she's talking about corrupt cops and she's like, and then, you know, my boyfriend pulls an AK-47 out of the boot of his car and, you know, we walk in this guy's house and blow him away and I'm just like, you're telling me all this on the fucking – like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Far out, yeah. Crazy. I suppose some of those people who are in there <laughs> for life, though, like, they'd see an opportunity like that. And who the fuck wouldn't? Like, if you're sitting there and you've got your whole life in a cell mm. and someone reaches out and says, hey, do you want to tell your story? Mm. I'd probably be like, fuck, I'm going to squirt some mayo on this. Yeah, bro. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll fucking call you, yeah, man. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys, listen to episode yeah. fucking such and such yeah. on your Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> what else have they got going on? Bit of work? Yeah. No, honestly, you say that. They, they, they literally, like, it's a... Sometimes it's a pain in the ass because we'll schedule a time to talk and they're like, oh, sorry, I got caught up at work. Mm. Like a lot of them like just – they do all – have their like, jobs and stuff. Yeah, they have their they? jobs and they go to work in the morning and they go do their jobs and they come back and because, yeah, there's so many mornings that I'll wake up because I have to get up like 4 a.m. To, to get down and, and record the calls mm. and I'll just sit there just twiddling my thumbs just waiting for the phone to ring and it just doesn't call. It's not like I can call them and go, oh, hey, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like that's... I can send them an email but they don't get it instantly. It takes some time because it's got to be checked and go through all the shit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you do a 12-hour beforehand check-in going, are we right for this time? Uh, yeah, well, that's usually the case. Before I go to bed at night, I'll send them another message saying, hey, on for tomorrow. Um, some of them are, like, super keen to jump on the phone. Like, they'll, yep. you know, some of them will just call me randomly in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and some of them are, yeah, right up for a, a chat. But then others are just like, like Amelia Carr, the one that's out at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's like, <laughs> stresses me out because yeah. she's like, I'm like, We've got to finish your fucking story. Like, can you call me? Yeah. And then she gets caught up with stuff and just won't call. And like, she'll try. Like, if I miss a call, 
she'll just not call back. Where other, other ones will yeah. just keep ringing and ringing and ringing until I answer the phone. And if, you, if you're sorting through people to rely on, criminals probably. <laughs> yeah, I did, on say, the lower I did end. say to my missus the other day, I said, I don't know if this fucking business plan of mine is. <laughs> <laughs> Which How is do you do solely reliable on people in jail. I'd love to see that business plan. <laughs> Say that to the accountant. Yeah, yeah, so what you're right. telling me yeah. is your whole business is relying on these people who are incarcerated. Half yeah. an hour phone calls. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, this whole podcast could just shit itself, you know, tomorrow. It does, does oh, mate, me, I, I reckon it's got legs, 100%. Oh, like, well, Especially I mean, as long as I can keep the stories going. And look, I don't seem to have a problem in getting more and more stories. Like every week I seem to, to get new stories. And I also am sitting like I do nothing but watch crime shows now mm. just and I'll get I'll just like, pick your favourite bits <clears throat> and stuff like there's a show on Stan that I just finished watching it's called The Wrong Man yep. and they do all these different and what I noticed was every one of their stories they don't finish the story they do two episodes on it and then you don't know what the fuck happened to them so yeah. I literally just got all these people's names I went right and I just found them all in prison I was like you want to finish telling your story and they're like yeah so, mm. so you know, well, mate, you might start getting some love letters from some crew, true crime ladies. Might to tell the missus to fucking. <laughs> mate, it's just so funny because it's not that long ago that one of them said to me, "She goes, oh, can you send us a fo- send the ladies a photo so we can see what you look like?" And part of me is going there, going, back, "Do I send them a what? what what's, and I'm scrolling through photos, like going, yeah. like trying to find like a good photo. Like, yeah. oh, I look pretty hot there. I'll fucking yeah. <laughs> Doing and this one's a real unflattering one, yeah. Sitting on the couch, yeah, oh, with the she, guts doesn't crumpled up. she doesn't care, yeah. she doesn't care. So, yeah, yeah so I, it's funny, like, they're just it, it's a crazy world that I inhabit at the moment. It's so, just, are you, I suppose, it's a hard thing, too, right? Because we found, um, going just audio at the start, and then you go start putting some clips involved mm. and stuff like that. I suppose it's a hard thing for you, like, on the phone. You could probably have some clips with you talking, but yeah. would you? Is there any way you can introduce the visual well, they, aspect? They do have, they can do video, but we can't do. They can record a video and send it to me. Yeah, but we can't do the the interview like, video yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, because when I put the videos on TikTok, it, it literally there yeah, was me behind a microphone, and then it just. So I was having to splice in like photos because a lot of them, as I said, high profile in the media, so I was splicing in photos and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Um. Which but, is interesting. Like for me, I've, I've talked think, to Cam about before. Yeah, go, mate. I think the crime stuff, it works well with audio because you get to imagine. Yeah. And put your own setting like a book. That's what I really like when I'm sitting in a dozer or doing a crusher in the loader all night. Yeah. And I'll be listening to these stories and I'm like, you can just do whatever with your head. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's exactly. And that makes it just even more. Theatre of the mind. I remember looking at yeah. it and going, 3 o'clock in the morning going, where the fuck am I? I'm like, chilled. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Oi, oi, if you want something to keep you awake, if you were driving, listen yep. to a sick fuck talk about some shit he's done. Like, I talked to Cam before. What I'd do for ages there is listen to a, a podcast. I'd picture the the way I think this person would look, mm. and then I'd Google it after yeah. and see, <laughs> see how, how close, close you got I was. It. Yeah. And I'm like, it was actually an interesting yeah, thing. It is I was just very like, interesting. Fucking. So many times because working on the radio for so many years, you you hear people's voices and you completely like the amount of times I'll think, oh, this person like looks like this, yeah. and then you're like, what the fuck? Like the disappointment yeah. you probably got <laughs> rocking up today. <laughs> no, I, 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 I've watched the videos. I knew oh, I yeah. knew what I was in for. Well, yeah. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tell you what. Um, after the Malcolm Natum and I Googled him, that, mm. Ma- that Malcolm Natum story. Yeah, I haven't heard, heard that one. Oh, mate, he's an Australian bloke. You'll, we'll talk about him afterwards. But, um, yeah, he was a dead ringer. Yeah, of, yeah. Of what I imagined. Just as scary. Yeah, right, yeah. I yeah. Mean, if some you of can somehow get that, oh, I don't know, it's already been released, hasn't it? 
What's that? No, Malcolm um, Nadam one. Malcolm Nadam, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just a bloke who... Did he murder someone? He raped they, his sister, but, I think. But anyway, yeah. he was just he was a sick bad, fuck. He was a bad guy. And he ended up in the bushland of Australia, and he was so good at hiding. Can you type in Malcolm Nadam? Yeah. While Quinn's doing that, just a heads up, legend. The amount of people I've been speaking to in prison who got screwed over because of what they've been searching and the amount of shit these fuckers get you to search, <laughs> if you're ever in trouble with the law, you're going down forever. <laughs> what do you mean? Like d- yeah. dead dogs, fucking yeah, yeah. nude people shitting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you are, they're going to go, this guy's a sick fuck. Yeah, but he is though. Yeah. He is a sick fuck. Is that guy. your personal computer? Or no, is it? not mine. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. It's, it's mine. Yeah, okay, well, you're Most going. Most hunted then. fugitive. So, so was, go images, bro. Mate, there was this chick, she was in a yoga retreat and she was looking after it. It was like the off season. Look and at that uh, photo. Fuck you, yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. yeah, man. Oh, wow. She was like, um, yeah, doing this yoga retreat in the off season. Anyway, um, he'd come in like the middle of the night or one afternoon, just randomly seen him. And it's like 400K from anywhere. And oh. then next minute, try to get him like that night. And she's the only one there for like. Did you hear the bloke who called our show? We were talking about him, and a bloke called in and said that um, off the back of us talking about this, Malcolm Naden. Um, his dad or granddad used to own a place near it and they That's saw right. signs of a bloke who must have been sleeping in the barn or whatever and the trail camera footage picked up a bloke walking and it was only a couple of K oh, from where he was that. found, so it was him. But they didn't know. They just thought, oh, some cunt's been yeah, here. What the fuck's through, going yeah. on? And then it all pieced together. It was that cunt staying Jesus. in the fucking hay shed. <laughs> like fucking. Look at the mad cunt. Talk about dodging a <laughs> bullet. He's a weapon, man. Jesus. He was in the zoo or something. When he escaped to the zoo and he's eating all the bananas and shit. Mate, he used to go in to people's places, steal a bit of food and have a pull at their computer and fuck off. Oh, I- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to. He'd it, it never. <laughs> He'd never search himself. He'd actually just like look up a bit porn, of porn, porn and, and then he didn't, want, he didn't want it on his own search history. Uh, Kookaburras and was, koalas didn't do it for him. He was, <laughs> was drilling holes in his own ceiling and living in the roof. That's where it started and watching his um, sister's shower and shit. Like, he was a sick fuck. Have you seen that documentary about the person who lived in the, the roof of someone's house? No. Oh, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's fucking mental. Like They were living up there and similar thing. Hey, while we're on the topic of sick fucks, I've got a second bloke. Who you actually sent me through? Oh, a thing this guy, day. Richard speaking. Richard Kuklinski. Kuklinski, the Ice Man, they call him. Now oh, this bloke, mental. an American serial killer who was convicted of four murders in 1988 and a fifth of 2003. Though in a series of media interviews, he later confessed to having killed at least a hundred more and to having worked as a hitman for the mafia. His book, if you, if like, I'm not a reader. I just, I just don't read. Yeah, but uh, the Ice Man, Confessions of a Mafia Hitman. Fuck. Jesus. Like, there's a dude like. Nuts. He got, he got the nickname the Ice Man after they discovered he froze one of his victims to yep. describe the time of death. He used um, to practice on homeless people. And the crazy thing is, like, I was, I was watching a thing that's Cheap not labor. in this one. Watching a thing, yeah. <laughs> watching a thing where a psychiatrist was talking to him and he actually narrows down what you sent through, Jack, mm. um, about how this dude's brain is only like in the like one or 0.5 percentile with these two different things that allows him not to have a conscience. So this cunt just doesn't care. No. Like as in it doesn't even play on his mind. I'd make the shittest serial killer on earth where this cunt, it was just boom, nothing. Yeah. He would literally talk, talk about the story about he was putting a ki- his, his kids, because he had two kids, he's putting his kids' 
fucking bike together for Christmas Eve. Uh, Christmas Eve. Got a call from someone from the mafia. You right there, mate? Yeah. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, giving the camera, camera a nod. To that New Zealand broke whiskey's yeah. getting here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he was making his. He was putting together a toy for his kid for Christmas. Gets a call from someone, the mafia or something. I oh, need you to do a job. Goes out, kills someone, comes home, finishes putting the bike together, and goes to bed. Yeah. Mental, oh. mate. And and you got to remember, this dude was. Six foot five and 136 oh, huge, kilo, like, a hundred and thirty six. Huge, big man. Massive man. Have a listen to this heartless cunt. Have a go at this. Richard Kuklinski is one of the most dangerous criminals we have ever come across in this state. He murdered by guns. He murdered by strangulation. He murdered by putting poison on victims' food. He did all of this at the same time while exhibiting a normal, placid family existence uninvolved in his criminal activities. Yet, uh, we are faced with uh, evidence, convicting evidence of uh, numerous grisly murders. How many people have you killed? I mean, an approximate guess. Approximate will go with more than a hundred. How do you feel about killing? I don't. doesn't bother me. doesn't bother me at all. I don't have a feeling one way or the other. I think if I had a choice, I wouldn't. Richard Kuklinski is not a serial killer. He's not a drug-crazed uh, wild man running around with a machine gun. He's not a person that is driven by perverse uh, sexual desires. He doesn't drink. He doesn't gamble. Uh, all of these things, um, which many persons that are involved in killing and murders uh, often are motivated by. Richard Kuklinski instead uh, is nothing more than a predator uh, on human beings. Uh, his motivation is greed and his method of murder is very varied. Uh, and very extreme. Richard, I understand that you're an expert in the use of cyanide. How many times did you kill with it? Quite a few. What's the different ways you use cyanide? You could uh, put it in liquid form. You could, uh, there could, person could take it, for instance, a person could be in a bar. You bunk into them possibly uh, by mistake or say you were intoxicated, spill the drink on them and leave. Everybody just looks around, thinks you're drunk or that you just had an accident or something. And uh, meanwhile, it's soaking through their clothes into their pores and into their system. And eventually, they'll die. I've been in a restaurant where we were eating and the guy went to the bathroom and uh, when I was in the bathroom we put a little boost in his, uh, in his food and um, he was rushed to the hospital after that and uh, he died and they buried him. I'm not exactly sure what they put on, what they attributed to his death to, but you know, 
It wasn't homicide. Did you think of yourself as an assassin? Assassin? Sounds so exotic. <laughs> I was just a murderer. You tended to shoot people up close and personal. Definitely. I wanted to tell them just before they left. I wanted to say goodbye. Did you like to look them in the eye? I wanted them looking straight at me. This was a long way away. The distance we are now, we were closer. What did you want him to think as they died? Just see my pretty face. I'd be looking in their eyes. I would see the blankness come over it. I'd watch them die. I just didn't shoot them and walk away. I saw the surprise, the shock, the blank. They're gone. And all I saw was my reflection. But that's it. Did you ever f a favorite? Yeah. Well, most of the time, if you're up close, you shoot him under the chin. You would shoot him. Shot a guy one time in his uh, Adam's apple. See how long it would take him to die. How long did it take? A few minutes. He drowned, actually. He didn't. Drowned in his blood? Mm -hmm. I was with somebody else. We had a $50 bet. I lost. A pineapple on it. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> a $50 Oi. bet. Are you fucking kidding me? Oi, how how loose is that though? Like oh. that can't. He used to feed people to rats too. That's how he got rid of the bodies in New York. Because he said there was a cave near where he lived, and they they had rats. They're huge getting, rats. How's he getting access to cyanide? Like we got a uh, ammonium nitrate cyanide plant. Out this here. is back in eighties. In the eighties, oh, yeah, there was a, there was actually one. I didn't want to make it too long. I just want to give people a bit of an insight on this mad cunt. But after that cyanide thing and the actual big thing, I, I watched. Um, there was a bloke talking about how it was very smart the way he used cyanide because mm. unless you're specifically looking for it, it's you wouldn't mm. find it in a normal thing. So like, like he's talking normal, about normal bump, testing. Yeah, like mm. if it's not suspicious and someone just dies in a nightclub <clears> or whatever and they test it, they don't really know. If they're looking for it, apparently you can see it. But like like he's saying, bumping into someone and spilling it on them, putting mm. it in their food when it's not a suspicious circumstance, like – so he just got away with fucking a heap of them. Yeah. He said he bought <clears throat> he bought a crossbow once, and he just wanted to see what it would do. So he drove down to the, where the local homeless people hung out. Just there was a homeless guy on the side. Of, actually, it may have been a prostitute. One of the two. He he just called him over to the car. I said, "Oh, come over," and literally just went bang straight in the head and just drove off. Yeah. And I said, and the, I think it was the same interview. He's like, "Oh, it was. He's worked well." So yeah, he was talking <laughs> the same thing with a shotgun. Actually, he said that he had a sawn-off shotgun pulled up at a red light. And he said he just wanted to, and he just went bang, and he said it took his head off. And he goes, yeah, I didn't think it had worked that well. And I'm just going, holy fuck. Well, and that's just, it's cold. Like, I mean, they call him the Iceman, but you look at his face and it's just like no expression whatsoever. Yeah, no, well, he's yeah. smirking half the time. Uh, just just like, yeah, yeah whatever. And you, and you just no go, value for life. Just one of those things, you yeah. know. And like you said before, like it, it's crazy. I was listening to the, um, the, the interview that the <laughs> psychiatrist had with him, and um, he and because the Iceman goes – 
like, oh, the psychiatrist says, ask me a question. Yeah. And he says, what do you think about me? And it's interesting because the psychiatrist goes into a full thing evaluating who he is and tells him the percent of people that have his mind. Yeah. And it's fucking under 1%. And he says, you have the mind of someone who has no conscience. You can just wipe it and it doesn't even affect you and shit. And I'll mate, you can tell the Iceman dude sitting there going, yeah, that's yeah. me. Yeah. And I'm just going, holy fuck. Like I'm near having head noise over that cunt's yarn. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad it's that percentage. That's for real. Oh, yeah. And But but what he said is normally people with that um, mindset are like fighter pilots. They're fucking bomb squad. Yeah, um, people have got to like the steady nerve. They don't yeah, give a yeah. fuck. They're, just they're, like, they're the dudes who need to like do that shit to mm. see loose shit. Like people who are brought up right because he had a really bad upbringing. His dad flogged the fuck out of him. So like a lot of other people who might have those similar um, genetic things because they said it was genetic, some of it, might get into the bomb squad, the fighter pilot, the extreme shit to fulfill their thing where this cunt was just like, oh, I'm just going to kill people. I'd like to know if Goggins is like that. Like, cause he obviously he got might, be, beat might as be. a kid, and then just torturing himself doing ultra marathons and stuff like that. Probably if he's got that sort of conscience. Maybe. Do you know the only thing that said he got uh, that got his um adrenaline pumping? Rooting. Yeah. They asked him and said, "What gets your adrenaline going?" And he said, "Yeah, sex." He goes, "Killing someone does nothing for me." Yeah. He reckons rooting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Oh, well. so he, he's still human. <laughs> Just still a red, red blooded male then. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But, but, but he started, like most of these people, he started with an animal. Like he he, th- he used to throw out like, where because he says he used to live in a, a high rise building complex and they had like back in the day had a furnace down the bottom where they throw rubbish and start shit and burn the rubbish. Yeah. And he said there was a local cat that would walk around. and He just threw the cat. In. Yeah, yeah, threw the cat in and watched it run around <laughs> until the, it. But burnt. the first person he killed was when he was a teenager. Was his bully. Just yeah. smashed the shit out of him until he died and cut his fingers off and pulled his teeth out because he'd seen it in a, a TV show that they could trace that stuff. So he cut his fingers off, pulled his teeth out. That's and the first like. person, he, he was about 15 or something, I think, when he killed his first person. 15. Yeah. And went to that extent too. Yeah, to Fuck. covering it up, cutting the fingers off and <laughs> pulling the teeth. But so you reckon, like, after hearing those two, like, where where's your vision to where you want to go? Like, <laughs> I reckon it's cool hearing about anyone and what their story is. Like you said, everyone's got a story, but would you ever be interested in talking to some oh, fucker like that? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that'd be yeah, loose, no, I, I, Honestly, like, uh, and people might think, oh, that's sick, but I, I, I find it fascinating. I find that oh. whole just, like, even talking to the people I'm talking to, like, because I, I, I don't talk to anyone who's, I, I don't think it's in a psychopath. Like, there's no one I talk to where I go, you're... Fucking nuts! I mean, entertaining as well, though. It's oh, it's very entertaining. Like it's <laughs> it like this, yeah, it's very like they they live in a completely different world. Yeah. Like you just listen to some of the stories and you're just like this. And that's another reason they say that we love true crime is because it's to us it's so far removed from what we deem yeah. as reality. Yeah. There's another point. Like it's like watching movies. Like you watch a movie and you get so immersed in the movie and then you come out of it and you're like, oh fuck, back in the real world. And yeah. true crime's kind of like that because it's so far removed from our own yeah, like shit I think that they're just like it's you find it interesting. I think why I get so wrapped into it, like with the Dharma shit and that, is like I said, I get so anxious and um, my conscience fucks me up about anything. Yeah. Then I see that this cunt had blokes hidden fermenting in his apartment just living his life. I'm just like, oh, what? 
How the fuck did yeah. someone's head tick like that? I know, and just not even think about it and just carry no. on day to day and knowing that there's someone in their basement. It's loose, eh? Crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh, but eventually, like, I mean, you know, obviously someone like that, I think it's it's trying to get access to someone like that, I think it's yeah. quite, quite tricky. Yep. But, but yes, 100%. Like, I'm always looking for different stories and stuff like that. And, and, and I, as I said, I'm not – I'll talk to anyone. Like I, I will yeah. literally talk to anyone. And like you said earlier, you're not celebrating no. the crimes that these people have committed. It's purely a thing where it interests people learning the brains pretty much of these mad cunts. So it's like – and a little bit of that plus, you know, like you're doing at the moment, someone might have a story to tell where they've been fucking wrongly done by yeah. or, you know, it's filling in time for people's ears during the day. You yeah, know what I mean? Totally. When they're driving along the road, they're like, fuck, this is interesting. Yeah, no, like I literally got a message last night from an interstate tru- uh, interstate truckie. He was just like, fucking, oh, this is gr- I'm loving this while I'm driving around. Yeah, nice. So, you know, f- for me, that's like, says it all. Like, I mean, just- shout out to truckies too. Oh, They've got the time to listen, right? They do. Fucking, I said, get on <laughs> Channel 40, mate. You spread that fucking word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do <laughs> a shout out on the Bruce. Yeah, <laughs> just put it on and put the podcast on and just turn the fucking the, the, the thing on and fucking spread it across. Has yeah, it ever yeah. got that? That intense when you listen to it, you've accidentally laughed. Like I feel like when something's like heavy, 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 and you're yeah, just like, this you, is just getting almost to a like point. a nervous laughter. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. you don't know how to control it. Yeah. Well, I've I've had moments where yeah, I've, I have definitely had moments where I've just had to turn the microphone off because it's just got to a point where I th- it just gets so bizarre. Yeah, that you're just like this. Is this is fucking this real? Yeah. Like, yeah. like I yeah. suppose it's um, it'd be hard for you too, as in like. You'd want people to tell their stories and like those lads, even if they are lying, they're telling it in a way where it's believable enough to make into a bit of content. Yeah. But you'd get some people who are just full on jabberers and you'd just be sitting there going, fuck off. Like, well, I mean, you know, yeah. But in this game, you'd be getting a bit of an insight to go, who's talking shit? Oh, when you start I, figuring yeah. people out. Literally, now that I've spoken, I've spoken to, I think, I've spoken to about 15 people so far and I feel like now I've got a pretty good gauge on, okay, well, you're talking shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or no, not talking shit. Well, I just, they get to a point where you ask questions and there's no, there's no reasonable answer for it or like. Brush past it. Yeah. Or- like, I mean, you know, Anthony, like I mentioned Anthony Duke earlier, like with him, he's just like. He's the most open book. Like he'll just he just says what he thinks, yeah, yeah. and I'll say, you know, I want to talk to this detective. Yeah, go for it. I want to talk to this, but yeah, go for it. Yeah, like he's nothing to hide. Wonder if it's because they think this might be their chance to get out or like oh, or, or or swindle a story. Like if you got someone who was just happy that they got done, and it's like this is it, they're probably more open to tell you the fucking direct truth, wouldn't they? Oh, t- I mean, you know? look, I mean, I I have um, I'm talking to people who say they're guilty. There's oh probably, yeah, but not of like. There's no one I'm talking to who's involved in the murder who said I'm. Oh no, there's one bloke who says that he was, he was at the murder. He got involved with the Mexican mafia, and they went out. They shot a guy. Yeah. Uh, and he said, he even said to the cops, "I did it. I unloaded the clip. I stood there and went bang, 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 bang into this guy, German wow. tourist." But he says that he believes that he thinks he did it, but he didn't actually do it. <laughs> Now, I haven't gotten to the full. We're still, I'm still doing the interview with him at the yeah, moment. Right. But he says that because he uh, he sat down with detectives and he basically confessed to the crime. He said, "I stood there, yep. I unloaded the fucking gun into this guy." Uh, but the way he explained it to them, apparently, he says that they're like, mm, "Hold on, that doesn't make sense." From what we've seen from the crime scene, what you're saying does not make sense. Yeah. So you're admitting to this crime, 
yet what you're saying doesn't fit the fucking crime scene. Mm. So he thinks he's done. He's th- he thinks he's done it, but he may not have actually actually he actually yeah, done right. it. Like it's bizarre. Yeah. But I mean, I actually did an interview recently with a guy who's an expert in um, false confessions. Yeah, right. And he said there's many occasions where people actually think they've committed a crime and they'll confess to it, but they actually haven't. Especially if they're off <clears> their guts. Oh, but a lot of yeah, there's a lot of people who've admitted to crimes who completely like yeah. just got mental imbalances or something like that, and yeah, they're just yeah. you know unloaded and good like, dream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, ended in a nightmare. Yeah, I had Margaret Robbie give me a hand job once, and fucking that didn't happen. That Definitely me, didn't happen. D- yeah, it was in my dreams. <laughs> but are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shout out, Margot. But yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, reach out, <laughs> <laughs> reach around. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it is um it is wild some of those things. And I, I feel like even talking to someone, even if it's not a loose story, I reckon hearing from a person who openly admits to killing someone what the feeling was like for them after because it's not like you can just have a yarn with some kind about that at the pub because they haven't done it because they're yeah, sitting yeah. there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hearing someone saying it's a different story for us sitting here going, I reckon I could kill a bloke if it come down to it. How'd you guys go? Reckon you go in prison? Oh good. Oh, uh, depends where you are. Um, I'd be holding someone's pocket and no something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I, that's that's the other thing about what's interesting about like um, you talking to people in prison. It's not like we get a big insight into what prison's like. Like, yeah. have a look at all the TV shows, all the newspapers, all the schooling and stuff. You don't get taught about what prison's like. No. No one knows. It's well, only if you know someone who's been. I was, I was talking to a guy <clears throat> this week, actually. His name's um, Evaristo Salas. He's been in prison, in in a male prison, like an adult prison, since he was 15 years old. Wow. He was convicted of a murder. Um, he's another guy that I'm like, this guy did not fucking do this shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Like there's just – even like the, uh, an informant basically testified and said, oh, he told me he did it and has recently come out and said, no, nah, I made it up because the detective told me to. Yeah, right. But he's still in prison. He's, he was in 15 – he's about to turn 42 – does the like the movies and that? Is it? Does the rape thing happen as well, much as the movies fucking carry see, on? Or what? see, he because that's what I was I was interested to find out with him because he went in at fifteen. So you're yeah. thinking fucking jail bait. Yeah, yeah. Like you're gonna get fucking. Yeah, you're gonna be shitting pants. So, but <laughs> but uh, so because he's uh, he's a Mexican guy and he said as soon as he got in there he goes it's it's all about race obviously you you stick um, yeah, everyone stick knows that you. from from watching documentary and everything you stick with your race and he goes as soon as he got in there. Because he was part of a gang on the outside, um, he, but he said as soon as you get in there, you, he said these older Mexican gang guys came over to him and uh, literally first day in the yard and sort of took them, took him under their wing and he said, oh, he thought he was going to get like, you know, just a bit, not 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 um, raped or anything, but just thought he was going to get taken advantage of as yeah. in like go stab this person or do this or do whatever we want you to do. Yeah. But he said they actually kind of took – him under their wing as in like, you know, we'll protect you and so so he said for him, he joined the gang for survival. Yeah. Um and he eventually decided to leave that gang and he said there was a big prison riot. Um so he went his twenty years in prison working in this gang, in fights, being sent into solitary confinement and all the rest of it. And eventually he was like, I need to change what I'm doing because I want to get out and I want to, you know, better myself. So he, there was a prison riot and he didn't get involved. And that's a huge no-no if you're in a gang. If you don't yeah. get involved, 
you fucked. Yeah, because that's yeah. like your whole thing. Isn't yeah, it? it's like you have no choice. Like if if there's a riot and your guys are in on it, you got you just got to jump in. Yeah. It doesn't matter what. Just shadow box someone or something. <laughs> just just <laughs> look like you're involved yeah. somehow. Run through yeah. the middle. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. flailing your arms like a windmill. Yeah, yeah. He's like, but he didn't get involved. Lay down on the ground anyway. And he apparently copped the charges anyway from because his gang was involved and he got thrown into solitary. And he, because he didn't get involved, word spread that he didn't get involved. And he said, I'm, I'm basically, I'm out, I'm done. And word got around and they just like essentially said, we're going to fuck you up next time we see you. you yeah. You're, you're done. Yeah. Um, and luckily he says that the prison noticed that he didn't get involved and they said, what's going on? And he goes, I'm, I'm extraditing from the gang. I'm not involved anymore. And they said, okay, we're going to move you to a f- different facility for, for ex-gang members and stuff like that. And yeah, so right. he served the rest of his solitary confinement. And then was moved, and he said, "He said if I was moved today, and he's been gone from that for fifteen years." Yep. He said, "But if if I was moved back to any other prison now, I'd gone. be I'd be fucked. Yeah, yeah, they would yeah, just yeah, bash wow. me. Yeah, because um, I suppose some of those blokes, like who are in there for life, that's like it would be an adrenaline rush or something to do to kill someone, wouldn't it? But that's the thing. Like, they're fucking. They're if you're there. done, yeah, just going. Whatever happens, happens. And that's the thing. There's so many people I talk to, like who've got life sentences, and I just say to them, like. They want to better themselves. I'm like, that's I. It's commendable because, like, yeah, you, you, essentially, is. you don't. Like, it, yes, you're fighting to still get out, but if you look at it on paper, you're not. Yeah, you're in there for life. That's it. Game over. That's so right. So you could just go mental and just go. Oh, I'm going to take all the drugs I can take, and I'm just going to bash everyone I bash and whatever. I don't care. Um, but there's so many people I talk to who are, you know, one guy David, the guy David Talley, 100 years, like never getting out. Yeah. But he chose, and he was a drug addict when he got in there, but hasn't touched a drug since he's been in there. He's a law clerk. You know, he cooks. He gets up at 3 o'clock in the morning to go and work in the kitchen. Yeah. He doesn't have to do any of that. He could sit on his ass yeah. in his jail but cell. But I suppose it's one of those things that if he has stuff to do, at least it makes a day for him. Well, it's like it? head noise, mate. you well, got to stay busy. Yeah, you got to stay busy. Yeah, as soon as you re- that's what they say. As soon as you retire, you fucking, you know, curl up and die. And talking yeah. about head noise, can you imagine the head noise? Like, I'm not saying all of these people are... Innocent. But if you were on a life sentence and you were innocent, I couldn't even explain oh. the fucking head noise. No. Well, you know this is, I, mean? this is I, would, I would go do something stupid. Yeah, because you'd give you like, a reason. Fuck off. Mate, yeah. Evaristo, imagine that. Been locked up since you were 15, you're turning 42. Yep. And you, and he said, like he, and I, and I honestly, I believe him, he says you didn't do it. Imagine that. Being, you've been put in prison at 15 for a sh- shit you didn't do. You've lost... He'd, he's never used the fucking internet. He's never fucking held an iPhone. He doesn't like it because he gets out soon because he, he got a 30 something year sentence. He's yeah, got three right. years left to do, but he's still trying to clear his name because he's like, if I get out, I've still got this fucking sentence. Yeah. He's got a missus in the Netherlands that he wants to go and live with. So he's still trying to clear his name, but he's got three years to get out. And he's just laughing to me. He goes, I've got uh, the iPhone book for dummies, the fucking internet yeah. for dummies. He goes, I've never Google searched anything. Like shit we just take That's for granted. Crazy, yeah. this, Imagine this trying point, to survive out here. And imagine if you're innocent, mate. Not have you a scanned dollar, in? Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah, not a dollar value. There's not a dollar value they could repay you if you're innocent. No, no there isn't. No, and but they, see, I mean they pay out millions and millions because you, you know that last month alone. Oh, let's say I don't know where this, but October, let's say October, um, two hundred and sixty-three people were exonerated on wrongful, wrongful convictions in the US. Okay, doesn't sound like a big number. But most of those people have spent 20 to 30 years locked up in prison 
And from what I've learned from these guys, it takes forever to get through the system. And they're just the people that have actually managed to get their shit back in front of a judge. And this would be all because, right, so say we're having a slack day at work, Cam. We're, we're doing something and you take a shortcut and you just think, oh, fuck it, this will do. That's probably a police officer or a law, law enforcement officer thinking, oh, there's enough shit there to fucking chuck it on this poor cunt. That'll do my job. Sign Let's go off. get on the piss. Fucking that'll do our boom. But there's a big thing in the, the US judge. about yeah. conviction rate. So they they get a bonus is based on conviction rate. So if you get a 90% conviction rate, 95% conviction rate. Like a KPI. Yeah, almost. exactly. Like you've got to hit those KPIs. Fuck. How and, fucked is that? And, and, and the other thing is like I was talking to this um, – this lawyer, and he said to me, because I said to him, I said, you always hear this thing about, oh, there was big pressure to get this, get a result on this one. Big pressure, big pressure to get a result on this one. So they find someone who looks like they could have done it. And instead of looking at the evidence and finding the guilty person, they find a guilty person in their mind mm. and go, we'll fit the fucking evidence around this person. Yeah. There's another guy that I'm dealing with um, who was living next door um, to a house and he... He robbed it one night. There was no one there, but he robbed it and he stole some shit from it. Some food. He stole. He was a homeless guy and he was squatting in the house next door. He stole some food, fucked off to the house next door. Anyway, gets arrested because they were like, oh, this guy next door stole our shit. Gets arrested. Two weeks later, he so he's in prison, he's in jail, gets out. A day after he gets out, one of the women from that house gets murdered. Oh. <laughs> so who do they pick up? Yeah, him. Uh, Old mate, goes to prison, death sentence. But if you look further into it, the house was a drug house. They were selling drugs to randoms. They had randoms in their house all the time. There's people in that house that had convictions for battery and all this sort of shit. So mm. it was a dodgy house. But they went, well, I'll make next door broke in this house two weeks ago. He's got a, you know, conviction, blah, blah, blah. They found him and they just went, yeah, you'll do. Yeah. That's an expensive ham and cheese sandwich or fucking ten, ten of bag beans. Yeah, I reckon. Fuck. What about the like going into the death penalty thing? Like that's another that's another field in its own when we're talking about head noise and shit, right? Like as in it'd be head noise enough getting told you are going to die mm. by whatever we choose, let alone imagine if you didn't do it. <laughs> like that's even fucking wilder, isn't it? There's a there's a bloke called Richard Glossop. Yep. Um Shout out he, Dick. Yes, yes. <laughs> shout out to the big dick on death penalty. Um how's this so so he, so he got um, it's if anyone watched, wants to watch the story of him, you got Foxtel, it's on there. Richard um, killing Richard Glossop, it's called. Um, but he got done for not killing anyone, but he was a motel. He ran a motel, and the boss of the motel got killed in one of the rooms by some bloke who admitted to it. He said, "Oh, I bashed him with a baseball bat." <coughs> yeah, but old Richard told me to do it. So because he admitted to it, he got life sentence. But old poor old Richard got the death penalty. What? But there was like. No evidence to it at all. Like he didn't touch him with a bell. Like nothing. Like it's just nuts. But he, so he's on death row. And this guy has literally almost like he's literally been walked to the the bed to be strapped down seven times. Oh, and how been a, has he not died from I, that? I know the stress. Jeez. There he is. Oh, there you go. Richard oh, quick fingers, up. Queen up there. Yeah, 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 straight into it. Al, Jamie. <laughs> That's right. He's There's, missed as a lucky lady. <laughs> yeah, Richard Glossop. So he's, yeah, he literally, I was watching at the start of this documentary, it looks like he, all these supporters out the front of the places, they're about to kill him. So why is he And at the, the last minute, the, the governor's just like put a hold on it and was like, ah, really? wait down. Oh, and then wow. there was another time where they, they ran out of the. 
Oh, at least he's got seven good feeds. Honestly, cat with nine lives. Oh, isn't it? Isn't it the last Oh, yes. Someone actually said, I think someone's actually asked him. Seven good meals. What's it like to have his seven last meals? Yeah. But he literally is like, because they get shit food in prison, so he must be like, bring on the next one because I want a KFC. Yeah, Green Mile was the biggest ripper. Oh, <laughs> no, that poor cunt. Oh, mate, the first first movie I've ever cried in. Yeah, oh, yeah, that oh that's was, horrendous. Uh, that that movie. That when did he die? End up dying? Oh, no, he's, he's still, still alive. alive. Oh no, he's still alive. His next Oklahoma. His next one is January, I believe. The next the next date. So he's not been yeah. killed yet, but they've actually locked it in for the next. That's cruel. Like oh, like these people are fucking. Obviously, there for a reason. The ones who actually did the crimes oh, yeah. they were convicted for, but I feel like they should at least when they go in saying this is when you're dying, because I like, imagine just but sitting there just fucking not oh, knowing just, when you're dying. But, and that's the thing. And like uh, you got you boys talked about it on a podcast before the um, old mate Barley who just got off his bullshit. Yeah. So, but then you've got the the Barley Nine or whatever the Myron Sukumara yeah, and, and Andrew Chan. Yeah. Getting so shot. those poor fuckers. They they spent however many years in prison, completely reformed themselves. Mm. I mean, not, they smuggled a bit of drugs, whatever. Get over it. Yeah, a bit of heroin oh, amongst fucking friends, whatever. <laughs> yeah, fuck So they take it over, and they like they were fucking nice guys. Like, no, they but a hundred percent. But it's That's just like they completely way. reformed themselves. That's a great. And then way they to went, no, it. we're going to shoot you in the head. Because like, oh, and, but yet you let a guy out who fucking built a bomb exactly and killed a bunch of people. That's right. Yeah, these poor bastards too. And even the guy who run the Bali prison was just like, I don't think these guys should be killed because they're actually great blokes. Yeah. And <laughs> they lined them up and shot them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But After all a, that build up, and you can look back and look back and say, okay, we made a decision they were going to go on the death penalty. Yeah, we're going to drag it out. For, yeah, we're going to drag it out for nine or ten years and give them a chance to fucking redeem themselves, and then we'll shoot them. Fuck me. So did Barley still shoot them? Yeah, shoot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Thailand, they take them out. Take Thailand them out. shoot them too, don't Queen, they? Yeah, so they're going to look up um, the people. different. different um, this fucked me up as a kid. I remember watching you it. You are saying out of jail. D- different oh. execution, meth- um, <laughs> execution no, methods. Execution methods. Different death penalty methods. Because yeah, no. like, because you got like the lethal injection. Yeah, so um, no. So in Florida, it's the lethal, lethal injection. Yeah. There's no. They don't have the, um, the chair anymore. Oh, don't they? Or there was a bloke who actually got. Got the death penalty, and he requested the chair. Yeah, right, just to be exotic. <laughs> like an assassin. Yeah, keep me that, sponge uh, dry. I That one uh, SBS, I think it was, I watched a documentary, and you all stand and you don't know who was shooting, or I don't know. Yeah, so that's the thing with it. that they, they Everyone's got a gun. Yep, and they don't know who's got the bullets. True. So and you got, all stand in a line, yeah. and they... They grab a bit of dirt or something, have a bit of a ceremony, like the officer's going, did I do it or, oh, yeah, it's fucking wild. So you got lethal injection, extra uh, electrocution, lethal gas, hanging and firing squad. I don't have to go firing squad. What would you Would go? you? If you were to choose. Actually, yeah, that's yeah. a great yarn. No. What would you go? Would you go firing squad? Yeah, I reckon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to be shot? I don't want to be electrocuted. I know. Injection. No, Go to I sleep hate needles. Oh, actually, I hate needles. Yeah. <laughs> you, you Give me some. Oh, give me some I lead. Hate, <laughs> <laughs> I hate needles, but lead injection. Yeah. No injection, man. I want to go to sleep. And gas. That doesn't sound too. Pleasant. I reckon electrocution for me. You are kidding me. No. You want to get pull your guts? Quick. Pull your guts. No. I, but what? <laughs> Short. What if he's a shit shoot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they got enough 
half rounds, they'll get a Mate, ton I don't trust. Enough. I don't trust any cunt, let alone someone trying to fucking Guys, fire Guys, this is for a the lethal injection. It's they can't fuck it up. Yeah, but it, it takes time. Like, he's putting something in your veins. and Yeah, then but you, you just fall asleep and yeah. away you go. Like, it's not yeah. a spectator sport. Look, to like, be honest with you. It is, though, in America. <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you. Don't watch that shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm a good bloke, so I'm not going to be facing this. So you want electrocution, you're getting shot, and I'm going to lethal injection. What are you going, Quinn? I'm with Jack. I'd go lethal injection. Yeah, nice, nice. Nice. Yeah. See you later. Yeah, but I've seen a couple of movies where people are like in pain and shit. Yeah, as but uh, let's just this is <laughs> what you just said. That I've seen a couple of movies. Have you yeah. seen it live? Yeah. <laughs> Have you Surely. seen someone getting injected live? But, oh, no, no, not yet. Yeah, no, but yeah, imagine when they put a bit of adrenaline in. Yeah, you. but as you said, they don't wet your sponge. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. It's gonna hurt. But I'd request for a wet sponge. <laughs> Oh, that was that was a good chat. Yeah, yeah. but no, it's uh, there's a few fucking wild wild things in there, the old uh, the old death penalty. But I I honestly think it should be a thing. That is my personal my personal thing is that I believe in the death penalty. Just me personally, I feel like um, convicted pedophiles who are one hundred percent without a doubt fucking guilty of mm. that. And people who are just malicious murderers, I feel like I believe in the death penalty. Me, but um, yeah, that's just my personal well, it's, opinion. It's funny. We, uh, my brother's got a podcast as well, and he's an ex-copper. And we interviewed a guy, the other guy, who I don't know if you've heard this story, but this lady stabbed to death a pedophile who um, fiddled her kids. Wow. Okay. And she went to prison for five years, and it is the most insane. Like this fucking guy lived like opposite them. Mm. Like literally, like, and and he was let out on bail, you know, and he was he, he was known to them, like he was known to have done this shit, and she was like her kids were terrified and upset and stuff like, that. and they were like we're gonna have to see this guy, and she just went over there one day and just confronted him and ended up stabbing him to death. Yeah, and then she ended up. I going, probably would have done the similar. Well, thing and this him. and this was the argument, oh. like it's like we wanted she was protecting because yeah. the the government and the police weren't protecting because they were just like oh he's out on bail. But it's like, but he's got a past and stuff like that. That's the dodgiest thing for me that I can't ever get a grip of is the um, how light the sentences are for pedophiles, man. I don't, yeah. I don't understand. Like, as in, you go to Bali or whatever, like Chappelle Corby with oh, the, I know, with, lifetime the, death sentence. With all the, the rest oh, of mate, it. getting out with a bomb charge. You get pedophiles that are protected. They're protected. Yeah. What the fuck? Why are they protected in jail from other people wanting well, to Well, that's harm it. Them? They, they get put in protection. They get put into – even America, they get put into certain sections where all those sorts of people hang out because yeah. yeah. they know the other prisoners will, you know – it's like uh, Chop. I went and saw when old Chopper Reed was doing his stand okay. these shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He would tell his story about how him and a mate of his went into a, a cell where uh, this known pedophile was, and they um, dealt with him. And on the way out, they're like, "Oh shit, we made a mistake." And I'm like, "What's that?" Because people that hang themselves don't usually tie their hands behind their back before they do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. I just know us with kids, <laughs> anything happened like that. Oh, oh. I, I would kill. Sorry, Daddy. Kill. Daddy is spending a long time in you know prison. I mean? Yeah, I exactly. It's I'm the same. A... I've got two kids. I've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Yeah. And I feel if like every anyone, male is like that. If anyone touched my children, yep. you are like, gone. You I don't just, care how. You just don't under, uh, and that's why I don't understand the law enforcement side of things. Uh, you know what I it's, mean? It's just it's dodgy. It literally is dodgy, man. It's but like, it's, well, that's the thing, though, because <clears throat> obviously I focus a lot on U.S., Stuff because yep. I can't do here. Yeah, yeah. But and I and I have a I, I don't have a go at the US system, but you know we I suppose in a, in a, a sense we do in in the harsh sentences that they hand down. But then we haven't got it right either. Like our no. sentences are completely the other way. Mm. You look at you know even on the Gold Coast where I am, you get all these little shits who are breaking into houses and 
you know, stealing cars and, you know, just go because they don't get a clip these days. Mm. And they, they just get a slap on the wrist or, you know, yeah. they just, and it just keeps going on. Then you get people who kill kill people, as you said, like there's pedophiles who are yeah, fucking yeah. out in like five years and then they disappear off into the bush or whatever. Yeah. So it, no one's got it right. Like, yeah, no. no one's got the justice system right. Boy, and, and I'm not going to sit here and say it's easy either. Like that would be a fucking hard thing to figure out how to, to deal with that sort of situation. Mm. So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, this is how you do it. But mm. – I just feel like that thing in particular, like we said a thing the other day and it was a joke that we were talking about, but we've changed the name of uh, Chico, like Chicos. We've changed the name of Redskins. We've changed the name of fucking um, um, other things, manholes to people holes. Yet we call Frankfurt sausages little boys in New South Wales. And we're well, happy I definitely to put do them not in. call them little boys. But no. you know what I mean? It's we're happy to put weird. them in our mouths and that's play on apparently. Yeah. What the fuck? How is that socially accepted when we're changing the name of a fucking redskin? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on, mate? Yeah, it feels like... Um, shout out Buster. Yeah. yeah, yeah, shout out to Buster. Had a mouthful of little boys <laughs> yeah. on his Instagram today, so... Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can keep that too, mate. Oh, is that yours? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. That's all right, you can keep it. <laughs> oh, I have to right. keep it now after throwing up this morning. That's right. No, he's pulled through. Pulled through. But no, it's, um, it's, it's wild, man. And I suppose that's what... I suppose there's so much content and stuff for yourself to, to dive into the scene of true crime and crime itself and talking to fucking um, people who are incarcerated. And I suppose it's just finding for yourself the stories that are interesting and actually have legs behind them, you know? And that's the thing. Like, I'm so far, everyone I spoke to, I think I've been lucky that they've all had pretty full-on stories. Yep. Um, there was... One story that came to me was she's involving kids, and I was like, oh, I'm not touching that with a barge pole. Yeah. Because I just don't. Even like, it, and you you kind of feel not not guilty, but because there's like, I, I didn't do anything, like, I didn't do anything to hurt these kids, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, it's still like, yeah, I, it just nah, doesn't sit right with me. I'd be the same, man. Like, you're talking <laughs> about someone who's apparently killed an adult and that, and although yeah. you don't agree with it, but. I personally, this is just me, I would not be able to hear someone's point of view if they've been convicted of pedophilia. I'd be like, look, man. Oh, like, like killing kids, yeah. Yeah, 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 and that's the thing. And I, and I just like, you know what, I just I, that's one thing I'm going to stay away from. Yeah. Because it's just, to me, it's just, again, being a parent, it's not, and again, it's not something I want to sit there and I think listen to, like, no, and have no, to go through no. those, the story it'd and stuff. Fuck you like, up. Like, it'd fuck you that'd up. That'd be like that rape and stuff for me too. I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, luckily, I mean, I say luckily, fucking. But, I mean, most of them have, have it's just, it's it's adults that have been killed Unfortunately, obviously, it's it's terrible when anyone gets killed, but I feel like it's a, you're a lot more desensitized because you know I don't know you just, I don't know why it is, but and I think again when you have kids, you've had kids, it's obviously you, it's that bit closer because then you start picturing your own kids and you're like oh, I can't fucking you know yeah go near can't that. go near this sort of stuff, but that's right. But you know so but yeah, there's there's so many stories out there, especially in the US, because so many people people are incarcerated in the US, like it's just. Cr- Crazy the amount of people who are in prison in the, yeah. in the What's US. the stats, um, Quinn? Quick fingers, Quinn. Quick yeah, fingers, yeah. How many people incarcerated in the US? But, um, yeah. Well, how- Australia, um, like we talk about Ivan Malat and stuff yep. like that. How do those blokes got to interview them? Like you're saying you're struggling <coughs> in Australia to get. Yeah, that, I don't know. I mean, I was it, he interviewed? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Malat, I thought he was. He was an Australian story, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think there was a thing, but, but I, I've never seen footage TV? of him talking. Yeah, no. I mean, it would Australian be highly regulated. 
Oh, the yeah, regular yeah. I suppose uh, questions. It, I suppose and, it'd be a thing he, the government would be in on, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah they'd yeah. be like, yeah. Yeah, they yeah, want yeah. that. Because it's, it's a public interest approval. story, I suppose. So a whole TV network would have gone yeah. oh, and yeah. sorted all that out. Yeah. It's a bit hard for like a it's single, single, single bloke. Yeah, one yeah. bloke is just going, oh, I've got a podcast called One Minute Remaining. Can but I talk to this what guy? Have you got any other countries lined up, like Canada or South America, but... Oh, the language barrier would be a bit different, but... Yeah, I've got to learn Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, at, at this stage, it's literally just... I mean, it, it's hard enough just working through the States. The what about Europe? States. Like you're- So UK, because I, I, I've got a UK background. My family's from the UK, so... so you the, have your dual... Yeah, I've got yeah, dual, yeah, dual yeah. passports, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, you, again, uh, prisoners in the UK, just a no-no. US, because of this fucking constitutional fucking rights and all that sort of stuff, I mean, you know, we bang on about their, you know, lunacy in certain spots, but they've got that right where they can just... Dude, I honestly think, to talk I honestly about think that's the go because there's a lot of water between us and them and... Well, that's it, it. yeah, You're yeah, talking yeah. to these people who are, like, pleading innocence and if they're a good talker and they really make people feel like they are innocent even if they aren't, like, who knows what the fuck, like, you know what I mean? I think it's good that you're a fair uh, way no, away. Nice, nice distance away, yeah. And I and I think, and I agree, like, I think it's nice to have that. And a lot of people said to me, it's like, it's nice to hear a different voice attached to American stories. Like, you obviously hear a lot of American voices doing American yep. true crime and stuff like that, so it's a bit of a different um, different spin on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I wouldn't say no to other countries. I'm happy to look at all the other countries. But um, but it stays. Does Canada? Can you talk in Canada? Don't know. Like, I mean, no, no, they're tra- a bit different. Literally, as well. this whole as I said, this whole thing like it's not like I've sat and researched. You know, trying to go, I'm gay. I'm going to interview inmates. It literally happened by accident. Like it was. Yeah. They just found that one story, and I was like, oh, and it just spiraled out of control from there. And that's yeah. why that's literally the only reason why the the main focus has been the US. And then it's just, as I said, put them on TikTok, and more people contact you, and more people contact you, and stuff like that. So, yeah. where's oh, your li- where's your listeners based? Is it? Oh, it's mainly Australia. Mainly yeah. Australia. Yeah, Australia yeah, yeah. is number one. That's the the big yep. listenership. And but then, is there, you're starting to grow in America? Like people want to. Yeah. Know like about- so yeah. So US is the US is the second biggest. Yep. Uh, and then New Zealand and the UK and then just What about else. female to male? Oh, it's female. Female. Yeah, that's hectic. <laughs> yeah. So it's It's 80, it's 80% female. Um, but although, that's saying that, because I know your audience would be the other way around. Yeah. But um, a lot of the send dudes. Send a few women over to us. Yeah, you? <laughs> well, you send me a few dudes. I'll send yeah. you some women. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I've had a lot of blokes say to me, oh, I don't fucking listen to true crime, but I listen to yours. And, yeah, no, I'm fucking hooked. Um, which is really great. So, like, me, me truck driver messaged me the other day, and a couple of ma- <laughs> some mates of mine who you know don't listen to this the true crime at all. They're like, "Oh, we listen just because we know you." And oh no, we got hooked. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, mate, the word like one minute remaining. That's the one. How'd you come up with that? And I didn't come up with that actually. Didn't you? A mate of mine, Gareth. Shout out, Gareth. Shout out, Gareth. Who's a photographer of uh, actually you'd enjoy his um, his Instagram, <laughs> Gareth Lewis. <laughs> Legend, yeah, right. Gareth Lewis. Um, so I, because he's a massive podcast nut. Yeah. And I was doing this podcast. I was recording. It, I was like, "Fuck, I don't know what to call it." I was, I was thinking of all these wanky names like injustice and all this bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And he, and when I'm talking to people on the phone, and this uh, voice comes on going, "You have one minute remaining." Oh. And so I sent him the first episode. I said, "I fucking still trying to come up with a name." And he goes, "Mate, it's in the episodes. One minute remaining." Yeah, right. I like Cause, it. Cause of that, yeah, me too. Oh, oh mate, love it. Because of that, because of that thirty-minute thing. Like, is that the last minute that you got on the? Yeah, phone so the last minute in your last minute, the voice just pops that on. That is so smart when remaining. you really think about. it. Oh, it's fantastic yeah, because yeah. I mean, it speaks to so many different aspects of the 
Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm doing. Like, yeah, you have one minute remaining. Like, yeah. So like I said, I think you're onto something there too with the uh, people like to hear from the person themselves from, yeah. what, from what's getting talked about. So you're, you've got that. Who knows who you can get on in the future? You know what I mean? If you can get some of these mad bastards as well, like, you know, like you're talking about, the bloke who killed Dharma. 100%. That's going to that's gonna pump if you can yeah. get him on. <laughs> like if if you're that. listening, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. apparently everyone's listening to Alpha Blokes in Jail. So yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're Shout listening, out Edna. yeah, get, yeah. Get, get in touch, give me a call. But no, nah, man, it's uh, it's cool. Like, like I said, I I am interested in it myself as well. So it'd be cool to see what you can uh, you can get up to, man, over the next. Like, what what's your plans? Like, what's your what's your goals and shit, man, over the next couple of years? Or what do you want to get done? Massive thing I want. There's. One bloke I, I want to get out of prison, out of oh, all yeah. of them, David Talley, a 100-year man. I want to get him out of prison. That's a big goal of mine, to get him out of there. Um, yep. Because he's a guy that doesn't say, he doesn't say he's innocent. He just um, made some bad choices when he was younger and just got really fucked over big time by a judge who was pissed off at him. Yeah, right. Him, made an a, example. Gave sort of him thing. a maximum he could on every single sentence, like every single charge, yeah, maximum, wow. maximum, maximum, without the possibility of parole. Is he in Florida or? Yeah, this is in Florida. Florida's yeah. messed up, honestly. Their, their legal system. It's a wild up. joint. Oh, mate, it's messed up. Like, a, yeah. what's the loosest state in America? You reckon is it like Texas or shit? I mean, that sort of thing. No, nah. Florida would have to be up there, honestly. Like a lot of the, I mean, ninety percent of the people I'm talking to are Florida based. There's yep. a um, Michigan, Washington. Are you um, doing many in LA? No. I've got, got into LA. I've got LA. Yeah, I'm the the guy, the crypt guy, the, yep. the one, the head of the crypts. He's yep. in um, around there, um, but we haven't started talking yet. Um, but yeah, Florida is just nuts. Um, Texas as well is a tr- is a tricky one to to get involved with. Yep. Um, but Florida is definitely just out there, just because they've only one of the only states left that's got the death penalty, um, and they're just it's just crazy. Oh um, man, that's uh. Yeah, I, I think it's good. Like I said, I've listened to your episodes and stuff, and I think it's great what you're doing. Um, and keen as to see what you get up to with it. So one one minute remaining. Yes, that's the that's the name of the podcast. Socials, your TikTok. Yeah, JK minute, on the radio. JK on the radio for yeah. the socials. And before we uh, before we leave today. You mentioned that you did a bit of stand up. Oh yeah. no! Earlier, earlier today, yeah, mate. Yeah, like, yeah. Where, I did twelve. You... I did twelve months. Uh, that's why I loved um, fucking old mate Kirby's bloody episode. Yeah, yeah. Because he was talking about how he hated the open. He hates the open mics. Yeah. I'm like, praise brother. Praise. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, they're the worst. And I did it in Melbourne, and they're so clicky. Yeah, oh, that'd be oh, so fucking, hard. Oh, we're all friends in Melbourne, and so you rock up as a. And and the trouble is, you do open mics, and you've most of the time you're doing it to a room of people who are also trying to be comedians. Yeah, right. So they don't want to laugh at you because they're like, oh, I want you to be fucking funny because I'm the funniest cunt in the room. Oh, so, no. But yeah, so, um, but yeah, so I did it because I obviously worked with um, Dave Hughes. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and working with him, I was like, oh, fucking, I've always fancy doing a bit of stand-up. And yep. um, so I was like, that's why I did a podcast about, it was called Sit Down to Stand Up. Yep. Uh, and it was my journey into stand-up and I did it for a year. And then just – so I have so much admiration for those guys because it's fucking hard yards. Would be. I did a, I did a, uh, a gig once in a pub and it was like we'd been just parachuted into a pub where they were not expecting stand-up. They were like, what, what is going on here? Yeah, what there was just blokes in fluoro. Which would be the hardest fucking – which would be the hardest crowd to deal with. It's hard, it's hard enough dealing with people who come to see comedy, <laughs> let alone people where you've just rocked up and you put a stage up and they're like, what the fuck's going on here? Just ear-raping what, them. What, why are you getting that? <laughs> 
what are you doing? Sit the fuck down. Yeah. And I tell you what, I was sitting there and it was actually one of the best gigs I've ever done just because of the camaraderie finally between the comedians because mm. we were all just getting fucking hammered. There was some bikies <laughs> in one corner who would, this poor guy. And that's the other thing, because you do so many open mics, you see the same people all the time. Oh. So you hear the same fucking jokes every time and you just watch it. And it gets depressing. <laughs> but you, this one bloke who was getting up to do a joke about, and it was about the diggers. And I'd heard it. It was a, quite a funny joke about how yep. this digger was writing a poem and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, you know, if he spent more time with his gun in his hand and all his penny, he might not have died sort of shit. But it, the the bikies at the front just would not let him finish this yarn. Like, oh, he's just, true. Shut the fuck up and sit down. Oh. And it, give him his due. Like, he would not – like, he wasn't backing down. He's like, no, I'm going to finish my joke. And like, shut the fuck up. And they just smashed him. Anyway, he got down. It was my turn next. I'm oh, like, no. Oh, <laughs> and I literally – I got up and did my, my five minutes. And my last – because I, I did this whole routine about wearing glasses because I, I wear glasses. Yeah. And one of my gags was about Oscar, Oscar Pistorius. Yeah. The guy with the, the fucking yeah. Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah. And how he shot his missus. Yeah. <laughs> Only joke, funnily enough, they got a laugh. Because I tell this joke because I'm like, oh, people take your glasses off you and you can't fucking see. And they're like, oh, can you see that? I'm like, nah, I wear glasses. <laughs> like, what about that? Can you read that? I'm like, nah, nah, I can't read that. I'm like, well, you wouldn't take the blades off the blade runner and say, oh, can you run a 100 metre sprint? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I can't. And it's like, oh, what about even 50 minutes? No, I need these. Like, but it doesn't affect his aim, though, does it? <laughs> and so they, so yeah, they, yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, and that was uh, so. Yeah, so I but I did twelve months, and it's honestly, I was um, by the time I did that, I was married with a one-year-old. Yeah, and yeah. it's a single, like it's really a single man's game because you go out late at night, Tuesday, Wednesday that is, night, yeah. and it's just you go to these open mics. You so sit that, there by yourself having a beer until the fucking your turn to get up. Was and, that a proper comedy club in Melbourne? Or, or no, all these so, pubs and that. So they just yeah. So you because like old mate said, like with the open mic nights, you just go anywhere you could get up. And there were some places that were set up for it yeah. and other places. And, like, literally my first gig was at this club in Melbourne. But it, and, I, and I had no idea. Like, I was so so naive. I thought, oh, you know, I'll get up in front of, you know, a, a, a group of people. It'll be great. Get there. And then you sign up at the door, you put your name down, and you go down to this fucking sort of basement. And you sit there and eventually you realise that everyone in the fucking audience is getting on the stage. And you're like, oh. And I was the last one. It was 10 to midnight and there was two people left in the fucking audience. Oh, wow. One of which was my wife. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So you're literally doing stand-up. My first ever moment. And luckily, I I say two people. There's there's a couple at the front, my wife and then some guy at the back who ran it. And luckily the two people at the front were just so into it. They were cracking up and laughing and having a great time. But and I so I did that was my first gig and but never I was on a high like I was like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was still still enjoyed it like I was yeah. loved it um, but I did it for twelve months and I and I did all these different gigs and bits and pieces and and I won one amateur comedy competition yeah um, but I just couldn't keep it up like I was yeah. just like it was just it ended up being fucking depressing yeah right too much too much. Out, like out of you for what you were getting back from it. Totally. And I was like, I'm going, I'm going myself at the time. I don't know how old I was at the time, maybe in my thirties and early thirties. And I was just like, what am I doing? Like, I don't think I'm going to make a comedy career out of this. Like, yeah. you know, it was a bit of fun for 12 months to, you know, to get up and, and do a few spots. And I had some really great nights and some fucking horrendous nights. Yeah. And it was those nights where I spoke, like, it was like 1030 at night. And you'd finished doing this sort of open mic, and no fucker laughed at anything you said. Oh. And you had to get a. I remember. I'll never forget that one night. It was pissing down with rain. It was like midnight. I just finished a shit 
like spot and I was just like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> I've got a really well-paying radio job. Why am I putting myself yeah. through this shit? How, yeah. how long would you do your, like how long would your things be for? They're only five minutes. Yeah. Always five minutes. So I, I wrote a type five, they call it a type five, which yeah. I practice so many fucking times and I would yeah. change it and as you do when you're doing stand-up, you sort of adjust what you're saying and you change things that don't work and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, five minutes was the, the maximum I did. Because I've been talking to Kirby, who was on the on the show. Yeah, like, yeah, on the yeah, yeah. We were talking on Instagram the other the other yeah. day. I mean, Kirby. And uh, the big fella wants to run a couple of shows in Gladstone next year. Yes, I heard that. And I'm like, I want to push myself, get out of my comfort zone. Oh, fucking do it! And honestly. I was just, and I was just like, right, I, you know, I'll, I'll give it a go. And he's like, you can open it with five minutes. And I was like, right, I can mate. Honestly, I, I say it is the best thing you will ever do. Yeah, trust me. It was. It's. I advise anyone to try it you once. Go, just, yeah. just do it. No, I'll be right. I don't want to do the. I don't want to do the open mic, no cunt there. Thing, no, 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 no. So I think I'm. Literally I think you're pretty safe in your hometown. But also, you've got the. <laughs> this getting roasted. Like, oh, yeah, maybe, but as Kerb said, like with you guys, if you were to say we're doing a live show, you'll have fucking the room will be packed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that and that's the thing, you want a packed room. Because oh, 100%. laughter is contagious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you only need fucking four or five people to be cracking up and the rest of them will just laugh anyway. Mate, I'll paste Barney Point and Cyclist <laughs> and fucking yeah. for five minutes we'll be right. I might add a bit of refs in there and fucking we're laughing. Yeah. No, I've, but re- honestly, I've rehearsed it. <laughs> 100% like do it. I, I say to anyone, if you've been thinking about doing stand-up, yeah. just fucking have a go because it, it is great fun. Yeah, but if yeah. I'm saying if you want to get into it, into it, be prepared. It's a fucking yeah. – I have no, so I much respect for comedians. I don't think it's something like that. I think the big curb said, like, he's trying to get into it and I, like, I want to support him doing it. Yeah. And that's when he said, hey, fucking might do something here. And he said, oh, have a go. And I was like, well, fuck it. I pushed myself do out it. of the comfort zone. Honestly, like, do right. it. It's yeah. good fun. And and yeah. you will get it. you may even get a high – like, because the first time I did it, I was like, fucking, this is brilliant. Because mm. just because I had two people at the front cracking up and I'm just like, fuck it, I'm going to be a superstar. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, <laughs> We'll get a Carl Barron. Yeah. Fucking yeah. step aside. It's, 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 good, it's good enough at the pub and the smoker's deck cracking up. But that's the other thing. Like, that's the thing I used to – because everyone gets a bit of a high on making someone laugh. You love it. Like, you, yeah, make, yeah. you tell a yarn and fucking people laugh. You, it gives you, you know – Oh, it's good, mate. Yeah, it, it, like, your endorphins well, firing. That's, that's your why fucking... this whole thing's going well for us. We enjoy coming up with shit that – like we say, deletes has noise one laugh at a time. When you're laughing, you're not fucking struggling too much, eh? No, like, as in, no. just escapes. You're from that fucking head noise for a bit. You have a laugh. You're in a good zone for a little bit. If we can just make someone's day that little bit better, that's the whole goal of this thing. Honestly, so, and without blowing smoke up your, your asses, um, but I will, after 14 years in radio, like, I think I know good content. Yeah. And I, th- you guys, like, just phenomenal what you do like honestly i don't listen to comedy podcasts because i just don't i I just don't get into them yeah but when i'm having a shit day i go for a run and i put alpha blokes in my ears i've nearly fucking killed myself at the gym dropping a dumbbell on my fucking face and shit just (laughs) because making me laugh and everyone who gets involved with your show like it's just you guys have built just an incredible thing here uh and it's just it's phenomenal to see as someone who's come from a commercial world um, it's brilliant. So oh, appreciate fucking it, you know thumbs Thanks, up to mate. you boys because you've yeah. really just you've you've nailed it uh, and it's brilliant. So thank uh, you. cheers, mate. And hey, all the very best with you. One last time, tell everyone what the show's called where to find you. You know, one minute remaining is the podcast. It's a crime podcast, uh, and yeah, you can find it anyway. Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts, uh, jump on board, have a listen, give us a fucking uh, thumbs up. It'd be great. 
There you yep. go. And, and thank you, know, you so much for inviting me, boys. Hey, you fly out to Bali tomorrow. Fucking Monday we go to Bali. And you're married, so you won't, you'll be able to root over. Yeah, no, we're, all good. <laughs> we're all good with the rooting. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I'm married, which means you don't root. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. There's, no, there's no problem with getting arrested. So. Yeah, a couple yeah. of resties or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a vasectomy two weeks ago, so I've yet to use the gear since then. Oh, okay. how'd that go? Speaking of a carry-on, <laughs> fucking hell. Honestly, a mate of mine said to me, he goes, oh, when I said, oh, what's it like? He goes, oh, yeah, no, it's all right. You just feel like you've been hitting the balls at some point. I'm like, oh, yeah. He goes, yeah, no, just a slap and be gone. Fuck Hard off. slap. <laughs> it was a hard slap that lasted a what's long the, what's time. What's the recovery period? Well, they say you can't you can't do anything for a week. And, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. And then <laughs> the, the stupidest thing is you sit down afterwards and this lady was talking me through what I've got to do before I get my swimmers tested. And she goes, you've got to ejaculate uh, 27 times uh, before. I don't know why they worked it out to such a specific number. But she's like, you've got to ejaculate 27 times before you go and get tested. I'm like, yeah. So I said to my wife, I said, 27 times. She goes, yeah, all right, we'll have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 10-year process. Yeah, yeah. Mate, I reckon I would have got half through that on a sick day when I was at school at home on the old dollar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah straight up. <laughs> the seats are as stiff as a board. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so anyway, oh, sidetracking. Yeah, but you're going to Bali on Monday, so uh, enjoy your Christmas, gentlemen. Yes, yeah, thank you. You too, that. brother. So, and everyone out there, you'd be a fucking fly shit off Christmas when this comes out. So, um, yeah. Rip into a few. Fucking oh, thanks for coming on, brother. Boys, thank really, you for having me. Really enjoyed it. it. I hope you guys enjoyed it too. It was a little bit of something different today. But, um, yeah, I thought it was unreal, and I hope everyone has a great Christmas and stays the fuck out of each other. <laughs> See you later. Cure them what you want, knee knockers, golden nuggets, thigh slappers. But our friends at Manscapes refer to them as the boys. Not every man has children, but every man is responsible for their two boys below the waist. When your little guys have more hair than they need, trust Manscaped for all your grooming dreams. Boys need love too, so join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and using the code ALPHABLOKES for 20% off plus free shipping. You heard it here first. The boys are back in town. Every man knows how scary it can get when you're going for the close shave below the waist. That's why I trust Manscaped for all my sensitive areas. Introducing the Lawnmower family, including the Lawnmower Pro 3.0 Plus and the 4.0 Pro and the 5.0 Ultra. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. For the best your boys have ever looked, trust Manscaped. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.